0: This is The Talking Dead,
1: a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show The Walking Dead.
0: <coughs> Welcome back
2: to The Walking
0: Deadcast, a podcast dedicated to the show The Walking Dead.
3: Hi, my name is Jason.
4: And I'm Lucy.
3: And my name is Chris. And I'm Jason. And apparently, this is the walking, talking, deadcast
0: podcast.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> totally. First try. Oh.
0: <laughs> we got some dramatic intros going on there.
1: Mm. We sure do.
0: Yeah. Uh, with content to match. Here it goes. Yes. Well, I hope on. so. <laughs> so, uh, we're doing something kind of crazy just for fun to you know pass the time in the coronavirus actually the reason the main reason why i wanted to do this is because i'll drop in and listen to you guys every once in a while and i get a kick out of your random conversation sometimes <laughs> so i thought why not do a whole podcast filled with those
2: <laughs> perfect
4: i also the the talking dead cast i i've been lying to you all these years jason c Um, the talking dead cast was my gateway drug to uh, podcasting i think i, knew I that. actually yeah. i listened to these guys before i listened to jason and karen but i think i got introduced to you through a crossover show so it's kind of fun oh, to yeah. be here
1: that's awesome Oh wow. everyone. No, that's, that's good i mean that's the whole reason we do them because we know we have listeners that overlap but there's also lots mm-hmm. that don't so why not send them back and forth mm-hmm. and they're yeah. fun and we're, and we're still
4: standing like they're both still going which is awesome yeah <laughs>
3: Kind of crazy, that's for sure. Mm. It is. I think
0: at at the peak, there were over 60 Walking Dead podcasts, and now it's just us two. No, I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're all
4: that's left.
0: So, anyway, so what we're doing is we both asked our listeners, you guys, to give us random topics or questions to talk about, and we have done our best not to look at these ahead of time. And, uh, chris and jason have a list of questions from your their listeners we i have a list here from ours and we're just going to go back and forth and we don't really have a plan for how many of these we're going to answer or how long we're going to go on but we're just going to kind of see how it goes right chris
1: that's that's the idea i think so i wasn't clear about that though um the list i have is just from our listeners it's not a combined list
0: yeah so i thought we'd just go back and forth
1: sure that works for me awesome
0: (laughs) you guys want to go first
1: Yeah. Okay. Why not? So I can start with a message here from LaTera DeVore. Now, Mm. LaTera has a a bunch of rapid fire questions. So we'll do these really quick, go around Mm. the table. Um, No thinking. Say the first thing that comes to mind. So Uh. (laughs) uh, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Coke. Kitten. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yes, Coke. (laughs) I agree with that. Coke too. Four for four (laughs) on that. Yeah, because uh, Coke
0: is is uh, it's harsher, and I like that.
2: Yeah,
1: I do too, and I find mm-hmm. Pepsi a little sweeter or something. And and even though Coke's pretty sweet, but just generally Coke better.
3: Yeah.
2: Yes. Agree. Okay.
1: M and M's or Skittles?
3: Oh, M and M's.
4: M and M's.
1: Totally. M and M's. Yeah. Me mm-hmm. too. <laughs> uh, Christmas or Halloween? Um, uh,
2: Christmas. Christmas.
1: I I think I like Christmas better, too. Christmas?
0: Uh, yeah,
3: I, I think Christmas. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow, this is oh, really exciting. a we're tough all...
3: one. I'm, I'm right on the fence. I'm right on the fence oh, on between yeah. Christmas and Halloween. Why?
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, well, I enjoy both holidays, and they both remind me of when I used to play in a clown band, and we'd do Halloween shows, and they were fun. Uh, and we'd also do Christmas <laughs> shows, and they were fun. That's so...
2: amazing. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, actually my first thought was Christmas because, um, my family's gets together, you know, it's one Mm -hmm. of the few times I see everybody, but (sighs) that, you know, to be honest they're kind of dying off and so, oh, so these days it's more halloween is more special because it's my kids you know and mm. and now bodie who's three he just figured out halloween and he freaking loved it and so now if he sees his little pumpkin bucket sometimes he will grab it and be like let's go outside like he wants to do it again right now oh that's cute <laughs> that's pretty cute so i guess right now it's halloween yeah mm. all right well okay next up is pancakes
1: or waffles pancakes waffles waffles
0: mm, waffles yeah oh, <laughs> oh. finally they're some not, descent
4: waffles aren't as big of a thing in scotland so mm. pancakes um
2: yeah yeah fair. pancakes I'd stick yeah i
0: think pancakes are more of a, like a worldwide phenomenon yeah definitely. yeah although they're different depending on where you go that's yeah. true that's like true american pancakes are. are like thicker I they think, are and yeah yeah yeah, for
3: me, I I got a waffle maker as a Father's Day gift a couple of years ago, and I really enjoy making
0: waffles.
4: Oh, that so that's is fun, though. To be fair, making waffles. Oh, yeah, making waffles. Okay, no, I'm gonna stick with pancakes. It's, it's all good. Pancakes. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't like throw either of them in the trash, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I would go with pancakes.
1: All righty, we got three more: okay. Superman or Batman. Batman, Batman, Batman. It's just more interesting, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Mountains or beach? Mountains. Beach. Yeah, me too.
0: I guess I beach. Think... Yeah. I beach. like them both.
1: I'd take mountains just because I don't. Beaches are fun and I don't mind having a day on the beach with the kids. But after a while, just kind of sitting there on the beach and I don't like being in full sun all the time. I'm very pale, mm. so I burn. <laughs> so, uh, I prefer the shade of the mountains, maybe, hiking through a forest or something like that.
4: I like the sea because we don't get a lot of it here because we're right in the prairies, so any chance to kind of (laughs) see the sea is a good one. Mountains are fine. I mean, in Scotland, we have kind of all of it quite near together, which is nice, but I would probably go with the sea and the kind of openness over the mountains.
1: All right. Hmm. Okay, last one. This is going to be the hardest. Star Wars or (laughs) The Walking Dead. Oh, Oh.
0: (laughs) You think it's going to be Star Wars or Star
1: Trek, but
0: it's Star Wars The Walking Dead. (laughs) No, I like this better. I'm going to say The Walking Dead only because if you would have asked me this in 1983, I would have said... What's Walking Dead? I've never heard of it, I'm just kidding,
2: but uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know star wars has has been kind of degraded in my mind. I still love it, and the Mandalorian is awesome, but the the last six movies I just like uh so I, I Walking Dead's pretty close to my heart. I'll say Walking Dead.
4: I think I don't know. I'm looking at my Star Wars poster and feeling very put upon to say Star Wars um probably Star Wars, but it's a close one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't know. It's so hard to choose. They they're very diff- they they occupy yeah. different places in my life and in my mind. You know, Star Wars I grew up with. I will mm-hmm. I love it and I'll always love it. And, you know, unlike you, Jason, I had a much better experience with the three recent movies.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But
1: but The Walking Dead has has added so much to my life in the last 10 years. I never imagined yeah. something like that would that it's it's just really different for me so mm. i don't know if i can choose one over the other it's like choosing like my childhood versus my my adulthood almost you know what i mean right.
4: interesting
1: yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Totally, i have
3: yeah. to i have to split it uh via time so star wars right up until the walking dead started and then after that it would be the walking dead mm. cuz uh, except for the the prequel movies those were those were shit well we all will always that. be shit yeah that's uh, one thing we
4: <laughs> can all agree on <laughs> oh I'm, action no i no yeah they're shit <laughs> jason
0: did you watch mandalorian i
3: watched uh oddly enough i watched them all except for the last episode
0: oh my gosh how come yeah, What's wrong it, with yeah i've
3: been meaning to get back to it but i haven't i've i've got a backlog of tv that uh, i really need to uh, catch up on
0: it's a good one mm. if you like the series i I'd say I
3: do. I very much enjoyed the series. It's just uh, things have gotten out of (laughs) out of hand, and uh, my TV watching, oddly enough, uh, has slipped in the last
0: five or six weeks. Mm -hmm. Nothing to be ashamed about. No. (laughs) All right. Okay. So that's all those ones, right? That is all of those. It's your turn. Okay. Here's one from Anwen, who we love.
4: Oh, hi Anwen. We love Anwen.
0: She says. I'd love to know what each of you has found the most challenging during the pandemic shift gears here and what you have found to be a positive part of the whole experience. Aro Hanui from New Zealand.
2: Oh,
1: okay. The most challenging thing during the pandemic for me is my, probably my two things. One is my work situation because Mm. I work at a very small company a lot of people were laid off. I, I was not, luckily. Oh wow. But but I mm-hmm. am working at reduced salary and essentially we're oh. trying to work together the remainder the remaining people that are there work together to sort of save the business in a way. So mm-hmm. that has not been very fun and kind of a big challenge and something I, you know, didn't really see coming. So that's mm-hmm. hasn't been great, I would say for me. Yeah. What about positive uh if there's a positive um you know being being at home more and being able to not have to ride a bus for you know an hour a day to and from Mm -hmm. the office which is i i I sort of miss the commute because i have less time to listen to podcasts and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. i do like being at home being able to finish work and like just do something else around the house or Mm -hmm. hang out with the kids or, or whatever. So that's a bit of a positive, I'd say.
0: I mean, I feel like during this time, there's going to be a lot of families who are growing closer together. And then there's also going to be a lot of divorces that come out of this, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're probably right. (laughs) And so if you're in a spot where you're actually getting closer then that's uh, that's a good
2: sign. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think we are. I mean, we're yeah. all here all the time. We go out <laughs> as little as possible, and mm-hmm. the kids are trying to do their best with the school curriculum that is being provided and so on. And, you know, I am happy to be around to help out with that a little bit for sure. Uh, but at the same time, I have to spend all my day at my desk here working at a job that's very different than it was
3: a couple of months ago.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: For me, the biggest challenge has been uh, trying to maintain a work-life balance because my yeah. wife and I are both working from home now. Plus, we're also taking care of our three-year-old and they require a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's challenging for my wife to, to work a full-time job and to me work a full-time job. So I'm finding I'm working kind of shifted hours. I get up at five and work for a couple of hours and I end up working in the evenings as well because during the middle of the day, it's uh, it's, it's childcare. That's uh, taking up a lot. Uh, yeah. So that, that's been a challenge. But on the plus side for that, this isn't my positive, but on the plus side, I'm on vacation for two weeks after uh, tomorrow. So that'll be, uh, that'll nice. be good. Uh, yeah. well, the, the biggest bonus I find of uh, spending a lot of time at home and not having to – I generally work from home, but sometimes I travel for work. Uh, for not having to travel is uh, I'm growing uh, quite the uh, majestic Afro. My hair is curly, and it's uh, it's getting longer and longer. And I've also got a goatee that is probably a good four or five inches now. Uh, My wife absolutely hates it. (laughs) I I think it's glorious.
2: Has she offered to cut it?
3: uh, She has threatened to cut it while I'm asleep (laughs) because I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. But uh, I'm trying to see how long I can get away with uh, not cutting my hair or my goatee. Oh, Uh, you want to tuck that goatee into your belt, my man. Yeah, I want to braid it. I want to tuck it. I want to have to throw it over my shoulder.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely want
0: to uh, wrap it around like a scarf. Uh, yeah, I think I, I. think the only times I've ever seen you, your hair was really short. So it generally I cannot is not imagined. But I'm in the same boat. Like when this thing started, I was about two weeks past when I should have gotten a haircut. So oh. <laughs> it's a total <laughs> afro right now. Nice. <laughs> what about you, Lucy?
2: um
4: i think the hardest thing for me and my partner has been that we're in a different country from most of our family so we're in canada at the moment and our kind of main friends and family are back in the uk i think that it's one thing to like know that you live far away but that you can go back if you need to and then suddenly to be like actually the borders are shut you're not getting home kind of thing and that's that's been really hard to adjust to um and it's also weird because I think, without getting too political about it, the situation in the UK has been a lot worse than it has been here. So while you know we've kind of got our heads in the UK headspace and in the Canada headspace, so it's this weird disconnect where we're like thinking about the lockdown back in Britain and then thinking about what's happening in our province and what's happening in Canada as a whole. And that's been really hard. Um, but a positive has been, there have been a few... To be honest, I think I've really thrown myself into connecting with people and um, because of the time difference, I'm able to do some online yoga classes with friends back in Scotland, which has been really nice. So like my lunchtime is their evening, so I'm doing a little bit of lunchtime yoga. And uh connecting with people in, in various fandoms. So talking with people over things like tumblr and twitter and things like that that's been really a nice way to connect but definitely the distance has felt really pronounced in the last six weeks Mm. that's been the the biggest challenge i think
0: yeah i did like a zoom meeting with like a bunch of friends who have been friends for 30 years and i'm like why didn't we ever do this before this is fun
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's really funny you mentioned that. I did the same thing on Saturday with uh, three guys I've known for forever. One of them is now in um, Switzerland and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we catch up once in a while, but it had been a long time and it felt really mm. good to talk to those guys. Yeah, later.
4: It's funny, isn't it, how you end up in those situations of like catching up with people who you wouldn't usually necessarily have time to talk to. And that's been... Mm-hmm really, really nice. On the other hand, we can't avoid phone calls from the UK because we can't lie and say that we're out. So Mum, if you're yeah. listening, <laughs> it's not that I lied before. It's just that now we really can't say that we're out. So that's been a new challenge for us. But um, yeah. no, it, it has generally been been a good time to be connected with people, I think.
0: Yeah, I was thinking like, you know, your first thought is, wow, what hell this would be if not for the Internet, because, yeah. you know, we'd just be watching TV and now we have all these things to distract us and to connect us. But then I also wondered if we didn't have the Internet, would we even be standing for it? You know, the the pain of it might just be too much for people. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Could be. Um, let's see. So my most challenging is I've got I, I work from home you know, so it's not that much different for me in that regard, but now I have Nico and Bodie, my two sons mm-hmm. who are eight and three with me all day. And I thought I can't do this. There's no way, but it turns out I can. And actually Jason, you just made me appreciate that my eight year old is home too, because I can leave them alone for, a you know, you know, in the other room for a few hours at a time and they keep busy. I mean, they're mostly on screens a lot, which is, I'm feeling pretty guilty about, but, um, but I, you know, if it was just the little one then I think I would have to be in there being more attentive, but anyways, um, that's been a challenge and especially cause I want to keep my eight year old occupied with things other than the iPad. Mm. So I've been having to try to schedule his day and make sure he's doing studies and things like that. But, uh, mm-hmm. it's also the positive because I realized I can do this and, and I'm feeling closer to them and, um, you know, it's been a, it's been a bonding experience with them. So that's been cool.
1: Yeah. That's
0: really good. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm,
1: cute. my oldest is 13 and so I, they do whatever they want at this point. You know, the kids are not a problem for me. They can even yeah. go out and not that they can really go out right now, but they can at least go out in the backyard and do whatever they want. So mm-hmm. I, I hear you guys with, with younger kids though.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, He's got about, be really uh,
1: hard.
3: Jasper's got about a 15 minutes where he can be by himself and be occupied uh where before he starts coming coming to look for one of us <laughs> for some kind of hey I want to show you something or he's uh he's got a lot of meetings uh because Jenny and I both have a lot of meetings uh so he's mm-hmm. uh, I need you daddy I have a meeting. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have to go have a meeting. <laughs> That's hilarious. Aww. That's funny. All right. Well, our next one here comes from James Grattan, and James wants to hear Chris and Jason convince Lucy and Jason why Walking Dead survivors should relocate to Canada, in particular northern (laughs) Ontario, or anywhere else on the planet that would be safe while at the same time having ample food supplies and essentials on hand.
0: So... Jason. Well,
4: I mean, yeah. I mean, I believe
0: <laughs> that you don't need to convince me, but go ahead. <laughs> well.
3: well, the only question I have in my mind is uh, Northern Ontario, really?
2: Because
3: <laughs> I, I, I grew up there in Northern Ontario, and uh, uh, yeah, I guess you could have ample food supplies if you. It's farming, and there's lots of good hunting up there. I'm not much of a hunter, but I guess if, if I had to be, uh, but yeah, I guess Northern Ontario would be okay, depending on uh, where. There's a lot of what Northern Ontario. It's just basically a wasteland.
4: <laughs> I'm going to say it. You guys should come to Saskatchewan. Like, we got a lot of food and not a lot of people. So, you know, if you're going to do Canada, come to the the prairies <laughs> the zombie yeah. apocalypse. You know, and it's so cold in winter that the zombies will all freeze and we can just go out and ice pick their brains. Exactly. and Exactly. Yeah. yeah Yeah. we'll have a great time so you know dream big go west
2: (laughs) yeah
0: yeah, when the spring comes around they call it like the thawing of the zombies yeah (laughs) (laughs) well people debate the winter thing a lot though because
1: sure the zombies freeze but you better have enough food available and shelter available in the winter especially way up there because you're not surviving without that stuff
4: yeah well, we have a lot of uh wheat and lentils. That's good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That is good. Lentils are really healthy. You can go a long way on lentils alone, hey, I'm pretty I sure. I learned
4: some wild statistic that like something like 70% of the world's lentils come from Saskatchewan. Isn't that, I was like, "What? That can't be right." But I looked it up and yeah, if you really? want lentils come to SK. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nice. I never knew. Nice. Lentils, oh, wheat, and Yep and probably pulp and paper or something oh no yeah
4: yeah um potash potash i never know how to say it potash potash potash. (laughs) i'm not doing a very good job of being canadian i'm like pot potash (laughs) what is that um yeah but no i i agree canada great for the zombie apocalypse but i'm gonna put in a vote for for the remote prairies because um yeah we've got stuff we've got lentils
1: Good. <laughs> well, I mean, that was easy. We didn't have to convince yeah. anybody.
0: <laughs>
2: Great. Settled. <laughs>
0: okay. Megan Dively Layman says, "Give an elevator pitch for a new character you would create for The Walking Dead." Ooh. Ooh. Elevator think- pitch for a new character. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um I'll say this dark and brooding guy who every time it's a full moon, he turns into a werewolf.
2: <laughs> Ooh. All right, we're going there, are we? All right, then. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna go He's with season uh, 10,
0: season 11.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah,
3: I'm I'm gonna go with a lich, and uh, so that he can control the undead uh, with, uh, you know, a horde of dinosaurs. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay, um, are we
1: allowed aliens? We've we've talked about aliens. No aliens, I don't think. Um
3: yeah. I mean go I, for it.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I'm gonna okay. go for I'm gonna stick with Canada and go for a really stereotypical Northern Canadian who kills zombies <laughs> with a hockey with a ice
0: skate. <laughs> <laughs> skate. Oh, Does he have it on? He? Uh
1: yes. He wears he wears it everywhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so how about Chris, how about this? You take the uh the blade of the hockey uh the hockey skate and you unscrew it, and you take it off, and you you attach it to the end of a hockey stick. And uh-huh. use that as your zombie weapon. I mean, I I might... I'd do that. Sounds good.
1: There you go. Good for poking, good for slashing. You know, you just gotta keep the blade sharp. <laughs> anything,
3: that, uh, anything that'll Anything that get you a penalty uh, is you're good to go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh.
2: Um,
4: I'm gonna go for a friendly zombie who can actually talk and doesn't enjoy eating humans, so decides to play for the other team and joins the group um, to see what Whoa. they can do. But is afflicted that sometimes when they're asleep they sleepwalk and they do eat people but they feel really bad about it in the morning so and have to try to explain
0: that's my it pitch.
1: yeah yeah they have yeah. to
4: explain it but everyone loves them they're charming so they don't mind that's
1: a <laughs> great idea that's a great we have a winner. Yeah, how come that's how come that's not a screenplay
0: already? Right? yeah that, that's that's a Copyright. movie right there warm bodies is is
4: oh that was a good show plays. yeah that's great was that was that the british was that a British one? No, there was another British one about like an unwilling zombie or like people coming back from the dead. Uh, oh. No, I don't
0: No, I don't know. I'll oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like- dead. Uh, no, not dead set. It was where they kind of treated it like a um a metaphor for AIDS, I think.
4: It was. Right? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I'm looking it up by the actor Luke Newbery because he was in it. Um, it was a series. It was cute. Yeah. It was a cute series. Was it? The heart in the flesh,
0: yeah, in the flesh. Oh,
4: that
0: was it, yeah. Um, I mean, we all sort of gave answers that they never do on The Walking Dead. I I don't really know, like, maybe that's why I'm more of a critic than a writer. I don't know. I mean, they've had so many characters already, you know. Like, yeah, (laughs) I liked Milton, I liked the idea of somebody who was examining the zombies to try to learn more about them, but I, I really think that why they went away from that, where he was sort of trying to discover whether they had any of their memory or humanity left. And I think the whole point mm. of that actually was to say no, because they knew that they had several seasons of our characters just ruthlessly killing them. And they didn't want people to feel sorry for the zombies at all. Um, but I thought that, that was an sense. interesting storyline.
1: Yeah. yeah. What, what do you guys think about princess? I mean, she's pretty different.
4: I like princess. We a liked lot. her. I have to say, yeah. 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 How did you guys find her? i I liked
1: her too yeah i mean i i uh i've read the comics so i know a little bit about her um Mm -hmm. but i think i think she's great too she's she's fun and a little different and uh that's okay in the walking dead these days i think
0: i thought it was really stupid that she walked them out into a minefield for no reason
3: oh i I have big problems with that minefield (laughs) <laughs> it a it's a minefield of
0: problems <laughs> it's a literal minefield
1: <laughs> okay your turn elena or alana lull she says this question's for all of you what one person would you want to interview on your podcast and what would be the first question
2: oh
4: nice
0: jason you've done a lot of interviews on, i yeah, yeah you haven't done any in a while one that I regret never being able to get is uh, Melissa McBride because yeah. she's just kind of anxious about doing interviews. Um, but I would love, I mean, Carol, such a great character and
2: mm.
0: oh man, I don't know what I would ask her. I would talk about her arc, you know, the different phases that she's been through. I don't know. I'd have to Mm -hmm. think of some good questions, but I know I do want to talk to Angela Kang and just ask her. We did have her on once before years ago, but I'd love to ask her just about how intentional it's been to put the scares back into The Walking Dead, because I feel like Mm -hmm. in the last two seasons, it's had more of a horror movie vibe sometimes. And I love that. And I just want to know, you know, how much of that she was really trying to do. I mean, I assume she was that's. That's what they were trying to do, but I just want to hear her talk about it. Mm. I think
4: good. we we had Charlie Adler, which was awesome. That would have been the one that I would have really wanted, um, and we got to do that, which was great. Um, I'm torn between Denai Guerrera because I think she's a really interesting person who does all this amazing kind of creative stuff. And also Dan Folger, because I just want to ask him for his phone number, but I don't think that would be a good use of the podcast time. I only have one
0: question. I only have one question.
4: How are you doing? <laughs> How are you? Nice. Um, probably Deny. I think Deny sounds really interesting, but all of Jason's choices as well sound awesome. It's funny. We pick mostly women.
2: Which
1: is that is, well, that's not funny, but uh, I, you know, we've stayed away from interviews uh, over the years. We've done a few but nobody really super prominent. But I think if there was one right now, it would actually be Angela Kang too, I, mm. because she's she's come on as the fourth showrunner, I think, and yes. in my opinion, has done a fantastic job. And I, you know, I'd like to talk to her just about taking the show from a point where it was really on a downswing and correcting the ship and bringing it back up to where it is now. At least in my opinion, yeah, so. absolutely. I I think she would be an interesting interview right now these days.
4: I think as well because she's been there for so long. Like she's been there since season two, which gives her this whole history with the show. That I just think, yeah, yeah, I think that would be super interesting.
1: For sure, that's right to be to be involved Mm -hmm. as a writer and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, and then suddenly take over. You know, and
0: I want, yeah, that I want to ask her like. uh... You know, I was kind of, I wouldn't say this, but I was kind of nervous when they announced that she was going to be the showrunner only because she's been on the show for so long. And at that point, we all felt like it needed a new direction and I was afraid she wouldn't be able to give it that because she's just mm-hmm. been there the whole time, but she totally did, which makes me wonder if for years she wasn't going, Oh, I really want to do this. And they're like, no, Angela.
2: Yeah. And
0: then, <laughs> and then she became shut up.
2: Angela. Just, All right. <laughs> like...
3: <laughs> well, it was the best decision they made.
2: Yeah, it you know, really time, was. So.
4: It turned yeah. It around. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. And for me, I'd want to, I want to interview Steven Ogg, who played Simon a <laughs> few years ago. Awesome. Uh, just because I have the biggest man crush on him, and I'm not Aww. sure I'd be able to ask him a question, I just been too <laughs> aw that he was uh, too much awe that he was uh, on the phone or in person. Watch season five of Better Call Saul. He has a
1: fun cameo. Oh, oh really? In.
3: Yeah. Okay, I've yeah. been meaning well, to do that. Cool. But if you mention Stephen Ogg on that show because he's been on it before, uh, I'm I'm all in. Yeah, brilliant.
2: I, he's I, awesome. I, you should
0: do it. He. I've gotten to do some panels with him, and he's he has that intensity in real life and a little bit of unpredictability um mm-hmm. but he's really nice like he's he's a super nice guy yeah you know i never five spoke years to
3: him. off so he took 5 years off to build a house
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh he's canadian
3: he is canadian
4: he's from calgary, he's from calgary. that's yeah. cool so
3: yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i'm uh, i'm very much uh, i very much have a man crush on him Amazing. i was going to say
1: I was gonna say, Jason, I've I've never really spoken to the guy at at a Walker Stalker, but I have it in the same room as him, and that is that's enough just to kind of yeah. feel his intensity and the potential for unpredictability.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I did actually get to interview Denai Guerrera once back <clears throat> when she first started on Walking Dead. And Oh amazing. If you remember, she um didn't speak much in her first several episodes Mm -hmm. and she seemed pretty angry. And so some people were just sort of writing off the character. Oh, she's just this angry person. But people who knew her from the comics were like, just wait, you know, she's great. And Mm -hmm. so I talked with her a little bit about people's perceptions and, you know, she was talking about, Oh no, don't worry we'll give her more depth coming up. You'll see. And then when the interview was over, she still wanted to keep talking. Like, what are the fans saying? Like she was a little bit worried about it, you know, and I was like this and that. And then we had a great conversation for another like 20 minutes about it. And, um, and then I asked her agent if I could play that as part of the interview. And they said, no, (laughs) but anyway, it was pretty cool. I
1: did one of her panels, a huge panel with her at Walker stalker. And that was a highlight for me because she was fantastic on the panel and super easy. And you're right. She's, she's by then she, you know, was deeper into the show a little bit, I guess, and had more to say, Mm -hmm. but it was,
0: uh, it was great.
4: Oh, that's amazing.
0: Okay. Is it, it's my turn, right? Yeah. So Karen, she has a long one here. The back half of this season has a theme of meeting the right people at the right time or being in the right place at the right time. Can you trace back to a moment, a turning point that threw your life onto a completely different trajectory? I'm sure we all make micro decisions oh, wow. that change our lives each day, but just name one big one. And that's it. She's got three, a three part question here, but that's the first part.
2: Wow.
1: Intense question. Mm. Um, let's see. I, got I have a, one. yeah.
4: Go okay. For it. Go ahead, Lucy. Oh my, uh, yeah, mine is, mine is weird. Um, basically so i don't even know how to start with this story um about 10 years ago i was at a conference i was a really young uh academic like i was working on my master's and things and i got asked some hard questions at conference and one of the people that asked me a question um is now my supervisor here at the university where i work um and the reason for that is I went away and thought about the hard question he'd asked me and I decided that I would write him a letter to explain why I couldn't answer it and ask him for further input. And like five, six years later, um, he kind of sought me out and we had a chat and he's like, yeah, I never, never forgot about that letter. So let's work something out. And that's how I kind of have this job now. So it was one of those things where I was like, I'm going to send this letter and, and see what happens. And as a result, I'm now living in a completely different country uh, doing the thing that I love doing, but it really, it it took my life from one track and just moved it to another. And it was just the smallest little thing. So I think for me, that's probably one of the most pronounced ones that I've had looking back on it, not realizing it at the time. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. It's a really good story. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, uh, it's something similar that uh, took me on a different track and just kind of moved me along. Uh, I, I quit university to move to Toronto to be in a band and the band promptly went nowhere, but, uh, that move was the, you know, the, you know, the watershed moment of my Mm. life. I had been living in St. Marie, Northern Ontario, going to university for physics. And I just decided to, uh, the band was doing really well. So I quit the university, moved down here and was poor for a very long time, uh, Mm trying to play in stupid gigs and not going anywhere and made a couple albums and didn't go anywhere and just kind of one thing led to another. And there's no way I could ever uh, fathom moving back to, uh,
0: to Northern Ontario.
4: Wow. Isn't it funny how that turns out?
2: Yeah.
0: One of mine is I decided to go onto a dating site back in the year 2001 or so. And that's where, that's how I met Karen and we went out on a couple of dates.
2: Ah! <laughs> <Whoa>. No way. <laughs>
0: and, uh, and ah! then it didn't work out she actually you know we, we clicked pretty well but she met somebody else you know you're going on a few different dates uh, uh, you know while you're deep into those dating sites apps now and anyway i could tell suddenly things shifted like she's it was friend vibe all of a sudden and uh i was like all right and then she said no but i really want to be friends with you and i was like yeah 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 and she's like no really i think we, we we'd have a good friendship and i'm like all right i'll try it out and it turned out great like oh yeah we, we're great friends and so then you know 10 years later we decided to do wow. the the walking dead cast and so i don't know if that would have ever happened if i hadn't decided to go on That's Matchmaker.com. <laughs> what's the
4: other man was the other man david
0: no, it was some loser. She, she <laughs> <laughs> didn't work out. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> we actually dated again a little bit more after that. And then it, it, we were like, no, nah, now nah, we make better friends. <laughs>
4: I never. <laughs> wow. That's news
0: no? to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that before. That's a great story. I, you know, I have a hard time thinking, of coming up with something like this, but it's probably, um, in a way, similar to Jason's. I I quit. I was in university in Ottawa uh, Mm -hmm. for two years and I, you know, I never really was all that into it and I decided to come home again back to Toronto and I ended up getting this job which got at at a recording studio of all places, a music recording studio, because they wanted to start a music website and, you know, I had a friend who was working there. And he brought me in, and they said, "Can you build a website?" And I'm like, "Sure, I can," but I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and 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 so together we kind of figured this out and put it put it up online, and it grew a little bit. It got bought by another company. I ended up working at that other company for ten years, and finally left that to move to you know uh, another job that was similar but in a different industry, and um and and I basically. You know, started my career path from that decision to come home. I think because there was this job that I could do or I I could get, but didn't know if I could do, and it turned out it worked out okay. So that's probably it for me. Um, that's amazing. Deciding to come home,
3: yeah, yeah. And that's how that's how Chris and I met was through that job. Mm-hmm. He's no worked in a recording studio, and then that uh, then he moved to Maple, and that's where uh, uh, I was friends with Scott, who was in the band that I you know moved to toronto with and uh, he was working with chris and that's how i got the job there and that's how chris and i met and and we started talking and I haven't stopped nice. pretty much yeah <laughs> that's amazing. so clearly the the key
1: pivotal moment in both our lives is when we met exactly that's, oh that's uh, so exactly nice
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> it was in Aww. may of 2002 in case anybody was wondering when
1: well, i Well,
3: i'm glad one of us remembers <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, uh, Karen has more. She says what would your TED talk be about? And then why do I feel like Lucy has actually given a TED talk before? <laughs> <laughs> I bet she has.
4: <laughs> I have not. I nearly applied to do one once or twice and then didn't do it. A project I was doing also applied to do one when they came to Saskatchewan, but we did not get through. Um which is a shame because our video had a cat in it and I thought it was very winning. Um I would probably talk about about either mental health or my research those are probably the two things that i'm most passionate about i think that would be interesting or actually maybe fan culture and and what it means to people and and why it shouldn't be undervalued because i think that's that's really important like all of us sitting here right now talking is an example of that Mm -hmm. so that would probably be my my ted pitch but who knows it changes day to day so we'll see
1: (laughs) well i would i would clearly come to your TED talk and listen. Oh, to thank it. you very much.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what would your TED talk be uh, about? Oh god, <laughs> I don't know. I I'm one of those people I don't know I I don't know if I feel like I have just out of the box enough information on one single topic to get up and do a TED talk. Mm-hmm. But that's probably just me. I'm sure there's lots of things I could talk about. Um I don't know hockey i'm going to choose the toronto maple leafs <laughs> and and hockey because when i'm not recording a podcast thinking about the walking dead or doing my day job i'm often thinking about hockey
0: so there it oh, is <laughs> amazing mine would be how to give a great ted talk And i'd just be like stand right here <laughs> and speak like this <laughs> no, I, don't know. I nothing comes to mind for me but um this, that last question of Karen, she's, it, it just made me think how there's all these little moments in our lives that can change the trajectory and we don't really know it. And a lot of times it has to do with taking a leap of faith or a risk and, mm-hmm. you know, like volunteering for a job that you really don't feel like you can do. But I've heard so many stories of people doing that and it ended up leading to great things. So I don't know, maybe something mm-hmm. about that.
3: For me, oddly enough, I think I could probably do 18 minutes on Lego economics uh, and how to run a uh, a Lego store successfully (gasps) to buy and sell uh, Lego pieces. I I had a store, a Lego store, on Bricklink for a long time, but I had to shut it down temporarily, uh, you know, temporarily three years ago Mm -hmm. or two years ago because I just I couldn't maintain. Uh, I couldn't keep up with the orders and, uh, keep a full-time job and have a newborn in the house. Yeah. I just, I couldn't, uh, couldn't do it. So I put it on pause and I figure it's a good way. Uh, I'm going to start that up again, even though BrickLink was bought by Lego, uh, the Lego group. Um, I might start it up again in the next little while and, uh, maybe it'll be a good opportunity for... Uh, for me to teach Jasper how to run a small business, nice. you, know, it's, you know, very very small yeah. business. That
4: sounds amazing. Yeah. I'd never heard of Bricklink, and I've just looked it up, and it looks incredible. Look oh, yeah. at if all you that need, Lego.
3: Yeah, if you want uh, either Lego that is uh, no longer made, like old stuff, uh, you can buy it there. Or if you need a lot of something, you can get it there. Oh, that's well. amazing. Do your I really want to get listeners on know oh, about that so already? Cool. Uh, I believe you I've talked about it, it a yeah. number of times. I never heard you. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty neat. I I, yeah, and I've been uh just because I don't have the Lego store doesn't mean I haven't been stockpiling Lego for the last three years. (laughs) So that's incredible. Far too much Lego. It needs to be sold because there's no way I could possibly
1: display it. His collection is epic, in my opinion. There's so much and uh I yeah it's amazing kind of, it's I I think you should build it all.
3: <laughs> I I can't. I don't have any room to display it. It's like I th- I think of it as being like the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian is a, a fantastic museum, but they only have enough room to display 10% of their collection. And that is probably what I could accomplish is only being able to display wow. 10% of it. <laughs> before That's amazing. I run out of, uh yeah horizontal surfaces in the house
4: <laughs> i love when people have like collections of things i used to collect postcards but i've like not been doing it for the last couple of years and i just think having an actual like curated collection of stuff is so cool I, oh that's awesome <laughs>
0: yeah. and then the last one she has is how can we convince karen to continue watching the walking dead and she says thanks for all you guys do please stay safe and well
1: Oh, what would it take to get her back onto the show?
0: I, I don't think it's possible. I mean, you could offer money <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you could offer to take her on a date. No, that
0: wouldn't work. <laughs> That's clear.
4: Um, I thought we were I thought we were making headway, like when we were talking on the one of the last Colin shows, but maybe not no. maybe it is a lost cause.
0: yeah, you can't ever trust her. <laughs> she now i really wanted her to see the episode where um where dante is revealed dante. and she and i had podcasted on the episode before that because she was doing like a couple every half season so i kept asking her you know if you, if she'd seen it yet because i wanted to know what she thought and she's just like i just can't get myself to watch it so you know how it is sometimes you just had enough of something and that's where she got to with it and i kept like every once in a while I'd check in change your mind and she'd be like nope so i and then yeah as lucy said we we did a call-in show and the listeners were like come on you gotta watch it and she's like okay okay i will but i don't think she has yet so i don't i just think she's think- done
4: Sometimes I don't know. I was gonna say if the pandemic wasn't enough to get her binge watching it, I I don't know what yeah, is. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, maybe she'll surprise us all. I hope she does. That'd I think be it would cool, be wonderful. Yeah. I would love love for Karen to to come back. But well, whatever yeah, happens, our
0: our four hundredth episode, which I know you guys are are long past, but our four hundredth episode is coming up, and it may actually land right on our tenth anniversary. So um. <sighs> We'll oh. have to have her back for that to do to just reminisce and stuff.
4: Oh, wow. that would be wonderful.
0: That'd be great. You should do that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we passed
1: our 10th anniversary and are coming up on 500 episodes nice. soon.
4: Oh my goodness. We should
1: probably talk about if we're going to do anything special, because that has, hasn't really come up yet.
0: Well. I'm just, yeah, you got to do something. Something, I guess. <laughs> Get to Niagara-era. right. Or Angela King. <laughs> That's right. Okay. All right, so...
1: Here we go. One from uh, Mark Kilgore. Mark says, Do you find that watching a series on a weekly basis causes you to get frustrated with episodes that don't move the story forward? I do. But when I watch them on Netflix, I have no issue with them as I can binge and move the story forward as fast or slow, as slow as I
0: please.
4: Did someone ask us about this recently, Jason? I feel like we had this conversation. I mean... Or were we just chatting? We may have,
0: but I definitely don't really give a shit about that so much. I mean, especially if I'm enjoying the experience of whatever I'm seeing, like I'm more tuned Mm -hmm. into whether I'm moved or thrilled or laughing or stuff like that. If I'm, in any one of those places or just in, you know, totally engaged in whatever's going on. If I'm in one of those places and the story is not really moving forward, I don't care. But if I'm not, then I care more. And usually that's because the show isn't that great in my opinion, or it's not as good as it could be. So, I mean, of course I want the story to move forward, but, um, it's more important to me that I'm enjoying myself
1: yeah i I agree I think I mean a bad show is a bad show no matter how you're watching it but i've for me the best watching scenario I find is when I have access to it all at once um but i but I watch like one a night or maybe one every couple mm. of nights the the week break in between i find can be a little too much um but i but I also am not the kind of person who watches like five or six episodes back to back in one day i don't I I I vary it up a little bit. So, like one a night or one every two nights works great for me and that's how I prefer to do it.
4: I think weekly makes me a better person, but I don't always like it. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I think the other thing I've noticed is now that I we don't really watch TV like live anymore. And I find it easy to fall off shows if they're weekly and I forget to catch up on it one week. Um, like I was I was keeping up with The Prodigal Son fairly well, but I lost like a couple of weeks for whatever reason. And then I was never able to kind of hop back on. And it's it's that sort of thing where I'm like, oh, I could go and seek it out. But also I'm like so behind now. And so in that sense, I think having access to everything is is really good but sometimes i think like some of the the shows i've liked have benefited from rewatching knowing how everything's going to end up like some of the slower walking dead seasons i think benefit from a binge watch like in yeah. terms of not so much the pacing but like how much time actually passes in the space of a season so yeah. like seven and eight i think it was like a week or something ridiculous Yes, yeah.
0: when there's a lot of time when like several episodes only cover a short period of time basically then you watch it week to yeah. week it feels like maggie's still pregnant i mean she was still pregnant for too literally long, but, <laughs> yeah. but um if you watch him binge watch him then that effect is better
4: it starts yeah. to make more sense yeah yeah
0: I'm,
3: I'm, I'm all over the map and I might be showing my age, but I don't mind appointment television where it, uh, you know, watching something week to week. Mm. Uh, but I also, I can binge watch something, uh, like really hardcore binge watch, uh, like watch an entire run of a television show, uh, within a week. Uh, and if I, if, and it's, it's all I, it's all I watch. Like that's the only thing that's on until it's over. And I also tend to go back and binge watch uh, old episodes. Uh, yeah. For example, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, when season one came out, I waited until it was over and I watched the whole thing. And then when season two came out, I watched all of season one and season two. When Season three came out, I watched all of season one, season two, and season three. I did oh. that all the way through. Uh, and I tend to do that to to keep up with it. I just started uh, watching Ozark season three and I forgot for about half a second who some characters were. So I said, screw it. And I just went back and I started season one over. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start. I'm just getting there.
0: into that. Now I just finished season one. It's awesome. <laughs>
3: for yeah. the walking dead. On the other hand, specifically, I have never rewatched an episode. Uh, at all. Like for sometimes when we do really? the podcast, I'll watch an episode twice, but that's it. I've never, I've never gone back and watched season one again or any of the other seasons. Uh, not not one single episode, and I'm looking forward that someday when this show does end, uh, to going back and doing that and trying watching uh, binge watching them. So I've never seen uh more than one episode at a time per week.
0: I think it's ever. weird that you do that rewatching with other shows, but not the one that you're so involved with. Why?
3: Yeah. Uh, not I'm not saying it's a, a negative question. thing. I've, I just
0: don't understand. No.
3: Uh. I think it's because I do a podcast about it. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's because uh, it is so intense, um, and I, when I watch it, I watch it more intently than I do any other show. Uh, like when I hardcore binge watch, sometimes it's on in the background while I'm working. Like I'll watch, mm-hmm. uh, and it depends on the show. I can't can't have car chases in it. If, if it has a car chase in it, I can't watch it because uh, <laughs> it's it's too distracting. But I could watch mm-hmm. all of House. I've seen House many times because it's it's just a bunch of people talking in a room and I can listen to that all day long. Uh, for this show, I'd have to pay attention to it. Uh, so uh, the amount of time it would take to rewatch the episodes is uh, a significant time commitment. And because uh, I do a podcast about it and each episode is so intense and I actually have a weird philosophy with The Walking Dead. I, and my listeners, our listeners will know this, that I don't read any news I don't uh, I don't keep up on any information about The Walking Dead other than what I see on the screen and what Chris tells me on the podcast <laughs> right. live, and I, wow. I I never know what's going on until Chris tells me about it uh, while we're <laughs> podcasting, uh, and I've I've been that way since the beginning of the show that uh, I just I ignore absolutely everything, uh, other than watching it, and,
1: and in the end of the day I think it ends up working pretty well because you go in basically unsullied by anything it's just your opinion on the show and sometimes some other weird stuff but uh you're not influenced by anything that's happening outside or something that somebody said you never know what's coming up on the show unless i don't know what anybody else's opinions are
0: right
3: i haven't i have no i've never seen a review
1: that's
0: good of the the show what i also like about that is i'm during the podcast you get your fresh reactions to everything
3: yeah, which is yeah. one of the reasons I'm—I uh, was so excited about doing this show tonight because uh, doing talking about random topics that I don't know what they are
0: ahead of time is right in my wheelhouse.
3: <laughs> I love this kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I've just from listening to the podcast, you crack me up, man. <laughs>
4: there are some things that you guys have said in past episodes that, like. Still, like, there's. I feel like I should tell you this because we're we're talking nonsense anyway. There was one episode years and years ago where one of you was trying to say the sorry, the fetal position,
2: and the other yeah, one
4: yeah. said the fecal. So position. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the fecal position. Every time I'm in yoga and they're like roll to your side, I giggle because I think about the fecal
0: <laughs> position. Those are two different positions. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Very different. <laughs>
3: it's
4: one of those things. I'm where pretty I
0: just sure I like stole like that from
3: everyone. a movie. Like oh, it now. was
4: so <laughs> funny! I was just like, "This is hilarious." Because just remember, the other one be like, "Oh, I don't think you mean the the fecal position." <laughs> you, you never
1: know. You never yeah. know.
0: Maybe it is. I
4: thought it was maybe a Canadian thing. so I was like, "Yeah, no." On.
0: <laughs> okay, my turn.
2: <clears throat>
0: yep, this one has another three. I, I feel like it's not fair, but wow. This is Ed Lester. He says, ask Jason from the Talking Dead podcast about the time the police broke down his door. This story is oh, still yeah. one of my all-time favorite Jason stories. You'll laugh so hard you'll be in tears.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: So, really? Okay, I can tell this story. I, I was working from home one fine uh, Thursday afternoon, and I was watching something on television while writing an email uh, with my... Fancy new noise cancelling headphones that I had on at the time. And I heard a loud, I was living in an apartment in uh, downtown Toronto, uh, near where Chris lives. Um, and I heard a loud bang. And since I lived in an apartment building, uh, loud bangs are, you know, they happen sometimes. So I didn't think anything of it. And then I heard another loud bang. I was like, what the heck is going on? Cause I actually felt it shake that time. <laughs> and then I heard a, a bang and a crack. And I turned around and my door was cracked and I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I got up, I went over and uh, I opened the door to find out what was going on. And there were six police officers with their service weapons pointed at me and they were pointed at me. But oddly enough, I noticed at the time that they had good trigger discipline. Their fingers were not on the triggers. They were on the trigger guard. So they weren't, I knew at that moment that I was not going to get shot. So I put my hands up and they said, get on the ground. And I got on the ground and they handcuffed me on the ground. They pulled me out into the hallway of the apartment building. And I looked down the hallway and it the the hallway is filled with people. There was uh, a bunch of other police officers. There was at least a, like a, maybe half a dozen firefighters, EMS. It was just filled with people. And the police officers rushed into my apartment Searched it, and then they got me up, uh, and they started asking questions about what was going on, who was home, and I was you know, uh, shaken up, and it would took a long time to figure out what was going on. But what had happened was that uh, we had a voice over IP phone that we had just canceled. Somebody had spoofed that number and called 911. Uh, Saying that they had just killed their mother and was about to kill their sister, so the and it showed up as my name, my address, so they came right over. So I, I got swatted. So I learned the term swatting at that time. Uh, So they came looking for and expecting a double homicide uh, to be happening at that time. And so when they they knocked on the door, they said police. I didn't hear anything because I had my fancy (laughs) noise canceling headphones on. Uh, and didn't hear anything until the door broke down. Uh, <laughs> Did they target you, or was it random? Well, there—I uh, have no idea. I never oh, found yeah. out what happened or what was going on. I don't know if I was probably just uh, some somebody got a hold of the uh, hacked into it somehow and made a random. I don't think I was targeted specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't have any enemies, especially any that know how to uh, you know spoof phone numbers. I definitely mm-hmm. don't know how to do that. Uh, so.
4: That is uh, it, wild. It was very
3: freaky and scary. Uh, but luckily, my brain told me, you know, uh, they had good trigger discipline. So I knew that I wasn't going to get <laughs> shot. And I knew that they were in control of the situation. And that if I just did what they, what they were telling me to do without complaints or making any sudden moves, everything uh-huh. was going to be okay.
0: Yeah. Did you say anything?
3: Uh, I just said, I said, whoa, 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 I think before I opened the door and then they said, police open up and I opened up the door to see this, uh, uh, this situation in the hallway, uh, freaked wow. the hell out of my cats. Uh, they oh, were hiding cats. for a very long time. We had two <laughs> cats. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they, uh, the door had to be replaced. It took like two days to get the door replaced. Uh, the oh, police ended gosh. up paying for it. Uh, it was, you know, complete misunderstanding. It was in the middle of July. Um, What else? Oh, the only thing that, uh, one of the things that I I recall uh, about that situation is that uh, I was actually in awe of those police officers that came through that door because they were expecting a double murder uh, coming through that. They were expecting a bloody situation with somebody who was armed and angry and uh, capable of killing somebody because the call was, I just killed somebody. I'm going to kill somebody else.
0: Seems oh, like yeah. it would have been better if they would have gotten through on the first hit.
3: Well, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a nice apartment. <laughs> okay. They, uh, had <laughs> big, heavy wooden doors and it took a couple of kicks. I didn't even use one of those uh, heavy ramrods. I asked him how they got through the door
0: and the guy said, I just kicked it mm. down. How long it was, did it take uh, him to got. figure out it was bogus?
3: Uh, it was a couple of hours. Like we were in there for a couple of hours. They knew that like, they cleared the, the apartment. They knew that there was nothing going yeah. on, so they didn't know what was happening. Did their
0: demeanor change when it when the, you know?
3: Absolutely. Yeah they, yeah, they had to stick around until a, um like, the DMS and the firefighters, they all left. But a couple of police officers had to stick around until a, uh, a patrol sergeant came by. And it took a couple of hours for him to show up because they couldn't leave until they, were, you know, cleared the situation. Uh, but they stuck around for a couple of hours, and it was hot, so they came in and were hanging out by the uh, air conditioner because we had a little in-window air conditioner, and they had, you know, yeah. drinks of water and stuff, and yeah, their demeanor <laughs> absolutely changed. But I'm 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 blown away at uh, the fact that they were willing and able and were coming through that door, even though they expected, uh, you know, a bad situation. <laughs>
4: And this is like a really stupid question, but the the call was a hoax, right? They never found any murder or anything. Like obviously, the person had yeah. like swiped your number, but it wasn't a genuine well, the, call from. No, it was it was literally done to like hoax though. that. Yeah, is,
3: and that's wow. that's what that's what took a long time to figure out because uh, yeah. they didn't have all the information as to what was going on. Like they they were talking to the nine one one dispatcher. The dispatcher just basically mm-hmm. said, "Go to this address. as a double homicide," right? So Mm. they, uh, they were trying to figure out, could it possibly be another apartment in the building? Uh, And they got the address wrong. So they were, and Mm -hmm. I I said, I don't, I don't know. So they knocked on doors around the apartment to see if it was a different, different uh, apartment. Uh, But once, you know, through back and forth, the officers talking to dispatch and uh, me figuring out what's going on. They asked me, you know, is your name Jason Miles? Yes. Do you live at this address? Yes. Is this your phone number? Not anymore, and
0: then we eventually figured oh. it out. Uh, mm. What happened? It reminds nice. me, this is not nearly as tense. But once I was out with some friends at night, and for some reason I had this bag of candy, and these, we got in the car, and the the these police officers came over and told me to get out of the car and put my hands on it, and then and they asked me if I was in an altercation, and I was like. What's an altercation? <laughs> and I, Apparently, I looked like somebody who had been in a fight near there or something, and they, were, they held me there, and, and they were radioing back to somebody else. And wow. meanwhile, my friends are all in the car eating all my candy as fast as they can and <laughs> laughing. Wow.
2: Those
4: bastards! <laughs> <laughs> I bet they phoned him. I bet they told on you. I know. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: bastards!
0: That's amazing. All right, let's move on to uh, another one here. Talk about some of your all-time favorite shows as a kid. Oh, as a kid? Well, um, I like as a kid.
1: I, I okay. I have a, a recent experience that this is relevant to, Actually, mm-hmm. um, we wanted to start watching a. Uh, a new a show with the with my kids with the girls and i have very fond memories of family ties Love that show yeah loved it loved it so i'm like and so does my wife actually so we're we thought let's let's get some family ties throw it on so we signed up for cbs all access which is the only way to get family ties these days that i can find we started watching it and it Reminded me that you can never go home because oh no, yeah, it's, it is not the same as I remember it. I just mm-hmm. don't have the same experience, and so I'm I'm not really enjoying it in the mm. same way. But when I was a kid, boy did I love yeah. it. And, you know, uh, you Cheers know. I think holds up pretty well. Have you ever gone back and watched that? I have. I've watched a little bit of Cheers, and you're right, it does it does hold up a little bit better.
0: Some of the some sh- yeah, but I think Family Ties was a little more like broad. I guess, maybe,
1: and and we started at the beginning, and and you know, I I I'm sure the show takes a little bit of while, a lot or a little while to sort of find its groove, you know. And yeah, back then the, the show
0: could that. last a, a couple of seasons before it found its groove. That's true. Yeah. Now you got 35 yeah. seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. One of mine uh, that just sprung to mind is Greatest American Heroes. Did did any yeah. of you guys watch that? I. That's the one I was going to bring up. Oh wow! Well, why don't you talk about it?
3: Well, it it, it kind of nailed uh, what Chris was saying uh, about you can't go home again, and I loved that show mm-hmm. right from uh, the first episode I saw was the pilot, which is odd because back in the '80s it was appointment television, so you know, you know, actually watching the pilot on television live was quite. The I event. saw it too, and uh, I remember liking that show. And uh, I refuse to go back and watch it again. I know it's going to be a piece of crap now. Uh, I'm <laughs> fully aware that I should just leave that in the realm of nostalgia. <laughs> and that's where it will stay.
0: I don't know. You know, um, I lo- what I loved about that show? I mean, back then, geeks were starved for superhero stuff because there was nothing. Mm. And so it really stood out. But... Also, the so for people who don't know, it's about this high school what English teacher who is kind of mild mannered, and he has this. Um, he finds the or the aliens leave this suit and, and that gives him powers, basically, and he has this guy hanging around this from the FBI that wants to, him to use it to fight crime, and he's kind of reluctant, um, but and he can't fly worth a shit. He's just like, Oh, well, he Um, loses the instructions. Yeah. He loses the instruction manual. (laughs) But what I loved about it is the vibe of it. It was done by Stephen J. Cannell, who also did like Rockford files, I think. And it just had this really great chemistry between the leads and, and just kind of this easy vibe to it or something. It's hard to explain, but I feel like the feeling of the show was really special, not just the stories and Mm -hmm. everything. So anyway, maybe you're right. Maybe if you went back to it, it would, it would be crap. But I, I have a feeling it might be okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to find out. Yeah. But Happy Days was always my favorite growing up. Just total favorite was Happy Days. I had to watch it every Tuesday. <laughs>
4: I think like my points of reference are totally different on this because I grew up in the UK, mm. like in the late eighties or early nineties. But what the two I remember, my parents were pretty lax about what I couldn't couldn't watch on television, um, which was good in some ways and traumatizing in other ways. But the two that I remember loving, um, one I'd forgotten about until like the last couple of years was whose line is it anyway, um, which I used to get allowed to stay up late for and watch. Um, just the improv and i loved it it was like ryan styles and colin mockery and people like that and that was really formative for me because i loved just watching people make shit up and have fun was
0: it drew Care- drew carey hosted or was it a different
4: no in the uk it was clive james um who hosted he's a really kind of droll comedian um and the other one that i used to watch kind of in horror from behind the sofa when it wasn't noticed that i was still up was the x-files um a lot of which i forgot until traumatic moments later in my (laughs) life where i'm like oh that's why i'm scared of that it's because of that (laughs) x-files episode i'd managed to forget um in fact we spoke about it on the podcast about Eugene Toomes, because one of the episodes of The Walking Dead shared a name with the Eugene Toomes episode, and I can't squeeze. That was it. Mm. Oh, yeah, I um, remember that episode. We of the were Excels. chatting about that there. Oh, it's horrifying. I still have to put the toilet lid down every night in case Eugene Toomes <laughs> comes in and <laughs> freaking <laughs> eats me or takes my liver or whatever. Oh, um, so, those were the two ones I probably shouldn't have been watching. But Kids TV was kind of. Nickelodeon was getting big when I was sort of. Mm late kid age so it was that kind of stuff a big influx of sort of american tv as well um that's sort of my main memories i remember films more vividly than tv but yeah i don't like to revisit because as i yeah like you say it doesn't age well <laughs>
3: i've tried i've tried to go back and rewatch the x-files because i too loved watching the x-files every friday night and oh, yeah uh, the thing about the x-files is that it was such a groundbreaking show that it's been so much uh, done so many times after like the kind of vibe and the story uh, the types of stories have been done over and over again mm-hmm. since then and so going back and watching it it seems like a clunky version of something that's been done before even yeah. though it was the original totally. uh, at you know, the brand time
0: brand it was brand. so fresh and exactly. interesting, and now it yeah. just seems like everything else
4: yeah, really cliched yeah. and very lots of shoulder pads. Yeah. So what I, what I did was
3: uh, you can find on the, I think on the Wikipedia page, you can see what kind of episode each episode is, whether it's the, uh, the Alien Invasion storyline or another storyline or, yeah. or just Monster of the Week. And, and what I did mm-hmm. was I started skipping all the Monster of the Week episodes and just watching the, uh, the Alien Invasion storyline episodes mm-hmm. so I could see where that was going. But that, again, fell off and I never finished watching the whole run.
4: Yeah, I, I think I always get to about season six or seven and then I think Mulder leaves for a bit and I'm like, nah, you're fine and then just kind of stop there. <laughs> but it's it's still, it it was one of those shows that I have a really soft spot in my heart for because I do, yeah, like you say, it was transformative. It, it changed the face of television. That and Twin Peaks, I think oh, yeah. if we hadn't had those... We wouldn't have the Walking Dead now, I don't mm-hmm. think. So that's or Lost. one for me that, <laughs> or Lost, yeah. Well, Lost was pretty groundbreaking. It was, but well. I still
0: but, feel like it owed something to both those shows.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. but even even now, when I hear the X Files theme tune, I get a little bit spooked. I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 I'm up late.
3: <laughs> Lost is the reason I got into listening to podcasts. Me it was too. The first show Jay and that, Jack. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly yep, the yeah. uh, the ones. Uh so I started listening mm-hmm. to their podcast about uh, about Lost and uh, got into this whole podcasting thing. Hey, this is great.
0: Me too. <laughs> what you know, we That's used awesome. like Chris mentioned we used to do more interviews early on and um we it was really hard to get Jay and Jack for some reason. They kept we kept having scheduling problems but finally we got them on and I swear I was more nervous interviewing them than anybody else. I don't know, I guess because they were my podcast heroes or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We,
2: we had a similar,
3: uh, we had, um, um, his name from Scott Johnson. Scott Johnson. Thank you, Chris. Uh, had mm-hmm. a brain, uh, hemorrhage there. So Scott Johnson, <laughs> we had Scott Johnson on one time and it was, uh, it was a challenge. <laughs> I was just such
0: an awe of, uh, of the man.
4: Yeah. Okay.
0: Ed's got one more. How has podcasting changed your lives, views, and opinions? <laughs>
2: It's
1: kind of wide, but uh, it has been an incredible thing in my life. It's introduced me to all kinds of new people that I consider friends now. It's taken me around North America and overseas to, you know, see, go to conferences and, and meet people and have fun. Um, all of those things I probably wouldn't do if it wasn't for this, this podcast or certainly not do as much, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. uh, that's, and it, it's, it's opened up this whole like community of listeners we have that we love interacting with. And, you know, I would never have that without it. So that's, it's just,
0: just given me a lot of new friends.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. For me, like I realized pretty quickly that I just felt so good podcasting that it put me in a flow state and i think it just built up my confidence so that Mm -hmm. i felt more at ease in other areas of my life which is really awesome but another thing like kind of along the same lines of what you mentioned is you know i loved the whole community of listeners but when people started wanting to meet like because i was starting to do walker stalker i was a little nervous about Mm. that at first like oh, what's that going to be like? I don't know. You know, I don't know. It sounds um, bad to to admit that, but that's how I felt. But then when I started meeting the listeners, I realized really quickly that it was great. And I never had a bad experience. I, I I met after that, you know, after I met a few, I was realized, yeah, I want to meet listeners every chance I get. So that was one of the blessings of Walker Stalker, just going around to different walking dead conventions. And I would have a meetup just about every time and meet new listeners. And I just came to really look forward to that and that's been really fun.
2: Mm.
4: I think uh yeah, the people it's just been the the people and being able to to meet all these incredible different experiences from all over the world and just kind of chat about something that we all love and I think the thing that's great about fandoms generally is that you have this one thing in common but that one thing lets you speak to people who you otherwise wouldn't necessarily ever speak to but you find this common ground and you support one another and it's really moving the way that people come together and and look out for one another even when like your politics might be different or your world outlooks or your upbringings or where you are in your life are different you have this common point of reference and it's just this really affirming thing um I think I've learned also that not to shoot my mouth off about politics yeah. because I think I tend to <laughs> assume too. that everyone thinks the same yes. as I do. And that's been a real eye-opener, a real eye especially in the last four years or so. I think that's been really like, oh, okay, I can't just assume that everyone lives in the same echo chamber of like bleeding heart liberalism that I do. And I kind of have to respect that. And yeah. that's that's okay. That's fine.
0: Yeah, because of exactly what you said, that one of the blessings of this is getting to speak to people that you wouldn't normally talk to and who might have very different lives than you. And I kind of want to protect that. So I don't want to immediately bring up the thing that might divide us.
4: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And there's, there's people you meet and you're like, oh, you believe, hang on, you believe that. Oh, we shouldn't be friends. then you're like, but no, no, this is someone I really like. And I, you know, I love them and that's fine. We just don't, we don't go there and that's okay. That's fine. Mm -hmm. No. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. It's, it amazes me that, you know, over ten years and thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners, we've had so few bad experiences. It's been overwhelmingly mm-hmm. positive oh, yeah. right we've We've had one or two people who have taken offense at something we've said and and made it known but it's it's so few and far between um that I sort of it sort of makes me feel good about the world a little bit you know yeah. in a way uh-huh. because there aren't. You know, it's if you look at the news, it seems like everybody out there is a giant a hole, but, but that's <laughs> yeah. not what people are like. Right. Obviously, right?
0: And I'm shocked at that because I was prepared for for a lot of shit to be given. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the internet is like that. You go on message boards or or um I don't know if I guess Twitter wasn't really big back then, but you just I already knew that people could be real assholes on the internet. But I think the difference with a podcast maybe is that you get to know someone a lot better when you're hearing their voice, and so it feels more like an in-person interaction, and so people mm-hmm. are just more human to each other. Maybe I don't know.
1: Well, I think, I think we—that's part of it. We all we all have that feeling. If you listen to the same show for long enough, you feel like you know the people. Yeah. Even if you even if you oh, don't, yeah. you know. Totally. So you want to be nice to them. You want to be friendly with them. Yeah.
4: And you you t- get to touch. Like people's lives at these really dark points. And, like, I include myself in that as a listener. Like, there have been points in my life that have been really hard, but being able to put in a podcast and listen to familiar voices is so. It's a kind of comfort that I don't think you necessarily get from reading or even watching something because it's so low impact. Like, you can literally listen to a podcast while you're lying in a darkened room or while you're on a bus or while you're doing a whole number of things that are not in themselves that entertaining and I think that's a really, we have a real privilege in that sense and mm-hmm. the way that we can reach people, which is cool. I
0: remember when Lucy first wrote into to us and she was like, I spoofed this guy's phone number and
2: blamed him. For- <laughs> <laughs> I feel really <laughs> guilty about it. Like, sure. What do I do? I'm, in- I'm pretty sure that happened <laughs> I'm in before a dark the place. podcast started.
3: <laughs> what about you? I'm just in a dark, for, uh, dark place. For me, it's a little more mundane and uh, you know, the podcasting, it scratches an itch that I have. And then I've had my whole life. I've always been uh, a bit of a performer, uh, being in bands for a lot of years. And I'm, I haven't been in a band for a long time. But this definitely scratches that uh, kind of performing itch. It's not a performance in the same way that being a musician is, is a performance. But it's, uh, it's definitely something where uh, without an audience, uh, without someone to interact with, it, uh, it's just two guys talking on the internet. So <laughs> yeah. it definitely scratches that itch for performing. And uh, I, I don't feel the need to play in a band as much as I did uh, years ago because uh, I have this as an outlet. And the other thing, the, the last thing that uh, really uh, has impacted uh, my day-to-day life is I'm a, because of the podcast, I'm a lot more comfortable uh, reading out loud. For the listener feedback episodes, mm-hmm. uh, you know Chris and I alternate uh, reading the uh, the emails that come in from the listeners, which is fantastic. I love those episodes; they're uh, they some of my favorite episodes. But actually, reading the the emails that uh, that come in at at first when we started doing that, I was really uh, uncomfortable with it, and I never was comfortable reading out loud. But now. After mm-hmm. years of doing that, uh, it's a lot more comfortable for me to, mm-hmm. to do that. So that has mm-hmm. been a, a bit of a an, an impact in my day to day life for that came directly from podcasting. I
0: that's I awesome. was at this a friend of mine had cancer and passed. He was only around fifty years old, and a bunch of family and friends were at his place. You know, his wife was there, and um, I didn't know most of them, but someone asked. If anybody had any stories about him. And I was kind of nervous, but nobody was talking. So I spoke up and I thought I kind of stumbled my way through it. But a friend of mine came up and goes, you're really good at speaking in front of people. And I think that's because of the podcasting. I think it's helped me be Mm. better at that kind of a thing. Yeah.
4: I find it when I'm teaching, I find that I'm much more able to go off script Mm -hmm. um which has its i think you know i think my class might argue that that's (laughs) less of a good thing um but it has it's made a noticeable difference like i feel much more at ease with talking around a subject and kind of exploring different perspectives than sort of rigidly reading something and being like this is what i think (laughs) about it and that's and it's also the the indulgence of being able to get into the nitty-gritty of something and people don't have to listen to you if they don't want to so you get much less of the kind of immediate negativity and because we like to nerd out we like to talk about things we like to talk about nitpicks and details and it's a real pleasure to be able to do that for an audience who actually care as much as you do
0: it's also made me realize how much better i understand a show that i'm podcasting on and how little i understand a lot of what i'm watching (laughs) because i you know (laughs) like Better Call Saul is a good example. I love that show, but I'm totally lost sometimes because I lost a few story points here and there. So I'm going back and rewatching that now. But I know if I had done a podcast mm-hmm. on it, I would just have much more of a command of what the hell was going on and who people were and everything.
3: Oh, that, that's <laughs>
4: and if any if any of my students are listening, that's why you should read the play or the text or the book because you'll understand what's happening and you'll be able to answer your questions. It's much, more, it's much better.
3: Yeah, having the uh, the mm-hmm. listeners. Uh, you know, having the listener feedback is so invaluable to understanding the show. It's, mm. uh, you know, things that, you know, Chris and I both just wash over mentally. We'll uh, you know, have listeners come back and say, Hey, whoa, 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 you missed this part. And they're absolutely right. We did miss that part. And it was a significant thing that, uh, uh, I can't think of a specific example, but it, you know, it's happened so many times that it's just, uh, it's, it's the norm now without the listeners, the, the, the understanding that, uh, of this show would, would, not nearly be as as high as it is you Well,
1: know, for me it depends mm. on the show a little bit i mean i i get that from the listeners about the walking dead absolutely um but i i think it all the time right with some other shows and jason you asked me occasionally to you know come on or or would i ever go on like when you were podcasting about game of thrones and i'm like oh i don't know i feel like i'd be totally lost That's rough, man yeah. i don't mm-hmm. like i don't spend all day
0: thinking about it right and right. i kind of feel the same way about Westworld, and like yeah. oh boy you know but mm-hmm. those shows um, are like i feel like i'm in a college course and i gotta study up or i'm gonna look like oh an yeah. idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: I think The Walking Dead's a nice balance of, like, we're invested in the history, but there's not, like, a whole other universe that we have to know all the details of. We're like, we know the show. We know these people. We know what's happening. We don't need to know about what happened 400 years ago in another (laughs) war like this. (laughs) Not something that's relevant. Yeah,
1: no.
0: Okay, your turn.
1: All right. uh, This one comes from Jimmy Leffert. Jimmy says, what upcoming movies are you most looking forward to? I'm really bummed that so many have been pushed back to later dates, especially New Mutants, mm. A Quiet Place 2, and Wonder Woman 1984.
3: But having, mm. There's new movies coming up? <laughs> well, not so much right now, <laughs> because they all have been pushed. Without that list that you just read, I probably couldn't have named an upcoming movie.
1: All right, well, I'll I'll go through a few here that, that I... Uh, Googled a few minutes ago so I could remember them. <laughs> um, but coming up later this year is Black Widow, which I, I have to admit mm-hmm. I'm always looking forward to a, to a Marvel movie. Um, the James Bond movie. I think it's called No Time to Die, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, yep, I always that's look right. forward to James Bond. The
0: final, what's his name? Craig. Um, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig.
1: Daniel Craig. Okay. Yeah, that one. Um, one that I I almost feel Bad about looking forward to is Top Gun Two Maverick. No, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> what? Oh why? Why would you feel bad? Well, I, I don't bad. know. I I it don't may know. Suck, like but it, Top Gun. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Top Gun, and I, I love hated, the original Top Gun. I hated it. Hated That's, Top Gun. You're wrong. I I I loved the original Respectful Top Gun. Dialogue. I even when I was in Seattle last year. Uh, there's a movie theater in Seattle called the Cinerama and I've heard it's one of the best movie theaters in the U S so I'm like, I got to go see something at the Cinerama while I'm there. And they were playing Top Gun in 70 millimeter. Now it was a blown up print of it. So it looked all scratchy and crappy, but it was just so much fun to watch Top Gun in the movie theater on this massive screen. Okay. I would have done that. Well, there you go. See,
0: I had my first date. Oh my God. At at that. (laughs) And, uh, Man, I was such a bad first date. I was just nervous the whole time. <laughs> oh. but, I, but I love the movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally, totally love the movie. So there's that. And one more I thought I'd mention is apparently coming out in December is Dune, new Dune movie. Really? With yeah, Chalamet. Chalamet. Right, yeah. right. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And maybe Free Guy a little bit, that video game looking thing with mm-hmm. um, Ryan Reynolds, because I love Ryan, yeah. Ryan Reynolds.
4: Mm, i i agree with um wonder woman i like the first wonder woman film and the trailer for the next one looks pretty good the what was it? Oh, a quiet place 2 yeah i'm intrigued by a quiet place 2 i didn't feel like it needed a sequel but i'm intrigued to see if it's good or not um the other one that i'm looking forward to is armando iannucci the guy who did like the thick of it and veep um, he 's got an adaptation of David Copperfield coming out that I think should be quite funny i don 't usually like kind of period pieces, but I like his directions, so i 'm quite intrigued to see that it 's got Dev Patel in the main role um aside from that i 'm kind of drawing a blank as well i 'm like what else is happening yeah, it 's tough to... The Avengers are done right' <laughs>
2: <laughs> for now,
1: but it is it 's tough yeah. to like come up with them off the top of your head unless you uh i don 't know
3: i 'd have to do research i can 't think of anything. Like other yeah. than what you've already mentioned, I I can't think of a single movie that's coming up. I
0: mean, I I was just New Mutants. I'd been looking forward to. I don't know if they have a release date for that. I know it's been pushed back several times, so which means it's probably not very good. But um, I know they're making a sequel to, or it's already made to um, Train to Busan, called Peninsula.
2: Ooh, oh yeah,
0: so I'm looking forward Interesting. to that. And also, uh, Zack Snyder made. Mm the 2004 redo of uh, dawn of the dead. And that's probably my favorite zombie movie. So I'm looking forward to his new one called army of the dead. That's coming to, straight to Netflix later this year, nice. even though he's made some kind of cruddy movies lately. <laughs> he's, but, yeah. He's been questionable, but yeah, but he made my favorite zombie movie. So I'll give it a chance. I'm looking forward to, uh, bill and Ted face the music.
2: <laughs> yeah oh yes <laughs> if
0: that i don't know how many of these have uh been pushed back but i'm looking through the movies now the new halloween oh. one halloween kills
4: there is an adaptation of sir gawain and the green knight which is like a medieval poem but it's being done as like a kind of uh, i don't know fantasy but sort of epic fantasy film um that is coming out later this year, and that should be quite interesting. Um, It's got Alice, Alicia Vikander and people like that in it. I think that should be quite cool, Um, with the whole kind of Witcher and Lord of the Rings vibe going on. That might be fun. I'm literally just looking at a list going, <laughs> yeah, I might see that. I might not see this. feel obliged to see that, because it's got medieval stuff in it, but, you know, whatever. Is, is The Witcher <laughs> worth watching? Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed The Witcher.
3: It's, it's been something that's been rattling around in my brain uh thinking of
0: trying out but that i feel like you need to um make it to like episode 3 or 4 it's one of those shows yeah. the first three are the, a little hard to penetrate into but then once you get to like the fourth one then you're like
2: okay okay
4: and the timeline is absolutely bananas so it is worth i think there was quite a good article online that kind of broke down the timeline a little bit which helped me when i was watching it the first time around but it's a slow grower but i really enjoyed it by the end
0: that's it that's it
4: We'll all be rushing out to the cinema as soon as <laughs> yeah. the like, quarantine's lifted. Clearly, <laughs> I know
0: that's one of the things I miss the most: going to the movies.
4: Yeah, to be fair, it Maria Lawson
0: movies. says, "What are you all currently reading, watching, or binging to make it through quarantine?"
3: <laughs> you know, you mentioned Cheers. I just completely rewatched the uh, entire run of Frasier. Nice. Uh, probably <laughs> oh, nice. it took about two and a half weeks to get through 11 seasons of Frasier, but uh, <laughs> I got through them. Again, no Did car chases. Did the show change
0: much from uh, not
3: beginning really. to end? Not really. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: feels pretty consistent. Yeah,
3: it was, uh, it was good. I mean, it wasn't a, a fantastic show by any stretch, but uh, uh, it didn't have any car chases or action scenes. It was all just talking, which is fine, which is great for... Putting on in the background.
0: <laughs> I mean, I remember, you know, I love Cheers, it's still one of my favorites. And then they announce a Frasier spin-off and I'm like, really, I don't know. Could that character's fine as part of an ensemble? But they did such a job of making a good job of making that show its own thing and making it good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was impressed.
4: We've been delving back into Thirty Rock, which is a show that I think I've rewatched Thirty Rock more than I've watched any other show um and i i still find it delightful um i really enjoy the writing and and the jokes um we've been watching a bit of drunk history but that's kind of have it on in the background while doing other things um yeah those are kind of our two main ones and i started watching on hbo there's this new show called run um which is quite good but it's it's, good. it's week to week so i'm having to wait oh that's
0: and it's gleeson right oh and yes sorry one, i mean yes the, Merritt Weaver from Merritt Weaver, was, Denise, who, who, Denise, who yeah, what yeah. yeah,
4: She she is insanely good at acting. Like the chemistry between the two of them is just off the charts. Like it could be in. I mean, I literally, I'm not even still sure what the show is about, but I'm just watching two people who really, really <laughs> fancy each other for half an hour a week is really cheering me up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: and John I'll watch anything, Oliver, I'll watch anything that Merritt Weaver's in. Like, oh, even, she's uh, amazing, Nurse Jackie. When I when I first saw her was uh, you know I'd watched I binge watched nurse jackie a couple of times now mm. and uh yeah there's a number of shows that she's been in that uh are all fantastic there Was one recently where she played a police officer um
4: was that the um netflix un- one
3: it was netflix unbelievable unbelievable yeah, yeah something like unbelievable. that uh she was Meant fantastic to be
4: really really good yeah um and john oliver is always a, a highlight oh, yeah. he's currently. uh broadcasting from his like basement against a, a white, white wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've, I've been
3: i keep up on uh, this week tonight or last week tonight or whatever it is john oliver <laughs> yeah
0: he's great i've been i've been loving better Call all this season and after i finished the finale i went back right back and started over from the beginning so i could as mentioned figure out what the hell is going on um ozark i just started and i'm digging that it feels like a combination of Breaking Bad and Justified to me. Which it seems ba- to be really
4: popular at the moment. Like A lot of people are saying it's really worth getting into. Um, yeah, I, just, I mean, Season yeah. 3
0: came out recently, and so I think that's why it was on people's minds. Yeah, Ozark,
1: I, I recommend Ozark highly. Uh, season 3 is, is great. There's one or two little problems I had with it, but nothing that took away from anything. Mm. Um, Laura Linney is so good, so good. I just, I stayed away from
0: it for so long because I just thought it sounds like a Breaking Bad ripoff, but I've come to realize that Jason Bateman's one of my favorite actors. Oh yeah. I really like Outsiders, but all kinds of stuff that he's in. Hmm. And uh, so that made me, and then I people kept saying how great it was. So I'm glad I decided to watch it.
4: And yeah. that, that, that makes me want to watch it more because yeah, when I read about it, I was like, this sounds just like Breaking Bad, but. Not mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. So that okay, maybe I will give that one. It's across. a little
0: more, um, a, a little, a little, you know. I mean, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are two of the most meticulous shows ever, mm. and this is a little more freewheeling, I feel like a little more out there, but it's still, it's still good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll just rattle down the list too. Westworld. Of course, I'm podcasting about that. Lock and Key. I finished. That was really fun and good and adventurous. A little bit to Dawson's Creek, but. I don't mind that, um, devs. I was devs. pretty fascinated by.
4: Is it worth <laughs> it? Is is yeah, it? I
0: think you you. I, I think you might dig it. It's very slow paced, but in a way that I enjoyed a lot.
4: Is it Hulu? It's earring on.
0: Uh huh. I can't and figure then, out
4: how to do Hulu stuff in Canada. I need
0: to. to yeah, you're it. out of luck, I'm afraid. Oh, no. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Hulu's it's... not allowed here. Don't yeah, come I'll here for the apocalypse that, so anymore.
2: There's <laughs> no more Hulu. <laughs> There's no Hulu.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I finished uh, playing Resident Evil 3, which was a ton of fun. I love those Resident Evil games.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, the shows I've been watching are similar. Um, Ozark Season 3 just finished. Better Call Saul season five, which I also absolutely loved. Uh, I thought the second last episode of the of the season just blew my mind. It was right. so good,
0: and um, so tense. Like, I oh can't my god! Take don't it.
1: give it. Don't give anything away. But no, yes, no, no. it was so incredible. Um, and then, in terms of rewatching, well, we're 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 in the middle of the new season of Westworld, uh, which I'm liking much more than I liked season two. And devs is something we're about to start because Jason and I are supposed to talk about devs next week on Seriously? our podcast.
2: Seriously? So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it has,
0: uh, what's her name that I heard you say you liked anything she's in? So, al- somebody Pill. Allison, Allison, Allison Pill. pill. A- she was in
4: Picard, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's got, um, that dude with the beard. Um. Nick oh, yeah. Offerman. Offerman, Nick Offerman, Offerman yeah, Offerman. he's
0: he's and both of them play. I mean, especially Allison Pilson's I just watched Picard, and she's kind of this frazzled, nervous person. And in Devs, she's just so still and ominous, kind of and in control, and such a different character. is really fascinating to see her in two such different things. Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking forward to watching
1: Devs. I've I've heard it's pretty good. One more that. I'll mention in terms of rewatching stuff, we've been putting on a lot of episodes of the American office, which oh, is a show love I it. loved and love I can that. put it on anytime and just kind of watch it. And it's still funny and touching and heartwarming and everything. So yeah. I agree I'm with good. that one. It's Classic.
4: such a good, good that that's one of the ultimate like comfort TVs for me is the American <laughs> office. I just love it.
0: Totally. Totally. Jenny hates watching anything where people are buffoons. So she just cringes and can't, she has to leave the room. oh jenny
4: you're missing out on a world of love
0: (laughs) oh yeah
1: sorry i'm
4: just breaking my my study it's all good i'm just so angry at jenny for not watching something (laughs) fell off my wall
1: all right am i next yeah okay i don't know if we can do this one well, we can't, but and we've already talked a lot about this, but Donna Donna says, I would love to hear all your top 10 TV series of the past five years, and why. No, well, we can't do um, 10, yeah. No, we can't, and we've we've mentioned a lot already. She suggests Game of Thrones, Handmaid's Tale, and Better Call Saul,
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: uh, you know, all of those, well, at least two of those would be on, on my list of the last five years, for sure, and Jason, you and I recorded about top five TV shows, and Handmaid's Tale was number one for me at the time, so um those are those are two of my favorites definitely but if anyone else has one or two more shows you want to mention from the last few years maybe we can just do that chernobyl
4: chernobyl was amazing it was so good i have a lot of love and it sounds really trivial and trite um but crazy ex-girlfriend is an amazing show um it's it's just got a lot of heart it's really funny and sadly one of the main songwriters um adam schlesinger passed away from covid19 a couple of weeks ago he was also the guy from fountains of Wayne, um and he wrote a lot of kind of songs for movies and various kind of music acts and yeah crazy ex-girlfriend it's really i don't know i've spoken to karen a bit about this one and it's just a very fresh kind of comedy show that actually covers some pretty heavy stuff so that's one that even if you don't think you like musical stuff i think it's worth uh worth giving it a go that was a big game changer for me but i'm ashamed to say i haven't watched the handmaid's tale Ooh, i I haven't watched the
3: last season of it i watched the first two but not the third one
4: I, I, yeah, I haven't, I feel really like, I feel like I'm letting the team down there majorly. (laughs) Um, Good Omens was great as well. That went out as a limited season on Amazon and I enjoyed Good Omens a lot, but those would be the two, aside from the ones that we've spoken about already that I think were, were pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. Was Good Omens the one with, uh, what's his name? Doctor Who? Yes. David Tennant and Michael Sheen.
4: Our friend Derek covered it on his podcast, I think. Um, Oh, and I mean, I feel like I should mention Shit's Creek because it's kind of having a moment. At I
0: haven't the moment. seen that yet. i got to watch that. <laughs> oh. I've
3: watched it's the like, first season uh, and really enjoyed it. It's it just finished, right? We're yeah,
4: good. it literally just finished like two oh, weeks ago. It's very nice. It's a nice show. Eugene it's, Levy,
0: right? Yeah. That's right. And Dan yeah.
4: Levy. It's very good.
0: Um, Legion. I, I loved oh, shit, it so much. Is that, it
4: done now, Jason?
0: Yeah. Three seasons okay. and it was... A good arc, Noah Holly, who also did Fargo, which I also loved. And season four of that is supposed to be coming up with Chris Rock. Um, Ash vs. Evil Dead was so much fun, mm-hmm. uh, with it's you know, a continuation of Bruce Campbell's character from the Evil Dead movies. Black Mirror, I love. Oh, uh, yeah, Black Mirror, I feel like that's like the best thing Twilight Zone like thing since the original Twilight Zone. At least its best episodes are like that. Um, Game of Thrones despite the last season, which was way too rushed and kind of put a bad taste in everyone's mouth, but I still love the series a mm. lot and Better Call Saul's a favorite too.
2: Oh,
4: What We Do in the Shadows. That's also yeah. there for me. I Although I've not watched any of season two
0: yet. Walking Dead's pretty good. Oh yeah. I heard that's okay. <laughs> I, there's, I hear it's good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> there's so much content. There's so much content out there that is good. Television shows that are good, that, Uh, I've seen most of, I've seen some of, I've heard good things about Mm -hmm. that I want to watch that I promise that I'll get back to, that I have on. I have shows that are, uh, I'm so looking forward to watching them that for some reason I refuse to watch them because they have, (laughs) uh, they're just, they've been built up in my mind so high. Daredevil, for example, Uh, I've been wanting to watch that entire series for such a long time because I enjoyed the first two episodes so much that I want to dedicate I want to properly dedicate myself to that series <laughs> yeah. and I just don't have time to do it so it's just fallen away for years I know. This- and it's so
4: frustrating cuz we're like oh it's the pandemic we've got loads of time yet somehow I seem to have less time than I did before yeah. this so yeah yeah
0: funny Funny how that works <laughs> it's, And it's if you're weird. at all into Star Wars and you want to be happy watch Mandalorian <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> i think the 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 fact that there's so much good content out there is causing me stress. There's a lot of things in my life right now that are causing me stress and it's weird that a lot having a lot of good television out there I just don't have the time and it makes mm-hmm. me stressed out.
0: Yeah. I mean especially because what we're used to from our well until a few years ago was you kind of had a handle on everything that was out there and then you chose what you wanted yeah. to watch. For me, almost every day I hear about a new series that I'd never heard of, and half the time it's season three or four. I'm yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm into pop culture. How have I not heard of this before? Yeah, yeah. the boys—that's another good one. There's, uh,
3: oh, yeah. there's a philosophy that we have that, that uh there's a having too much. Uh, I don't know how to explain this. And I'm too, much choice, right? too much choice. Too much choice. Having too much yeah. choice causes anxiety. anxiety. And I'm definitely yeah. experiencing that. It's it's the same thing as when we used to walk into grocery stores and have so many choices between so many different things that you have you can't choose anything. It's like, well, I don't yeah. know which one's the best. You know, I want to buy soap, but there's uh, you know, I like zest soap, but now there's like seven different kinds of zest soap. <laughs> And none of them are the original one that I used to buy, so now i got to right. figure out which one I like. I don't know which one I like. I can't buy zest Soap now because I don't I know. I know, and you're know using
0: it. the lemon one and you're thinking about the basil or you're, yeah. you're, watching, you're watching The Witcher and you're you're thinking about Mandalorian or something. It's like, I don't yeah. know. And, it, oh.
3: and the fact is that there's so much good content out there, and the only thing that I've watched consistently in the last few weeks is Fraser. I'm crying <laughs> <know>. out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, but feel, it's familiar, I feel bad. it's familiar. Nice.
4: It's nice. I like never
3: saw all the episodes. Like I've, I'd never, I've seen an episode here and there and kind of enjoyed it, but I've never seen all of them. So that's, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to go back and, and watch them all. And I enjoyed it, but that's what I choose out of all this content that's out there in the last 10 years. That, uh, is so good. And there's new seasons of shows that I do dearly love and I choose Frasier. Uh anyway, I'm yeah. going down a rabbit <laughs> hole here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, my turn? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sean Naranjo Glowacki says, oh, this is similar. Favorite classic TV shows, not the ones that you watch new as a kid, but the ones that had already been out for decades. Mine were I Love Lucy and the Twilight Zone.
1: Yeah, mine are the Twilight Zone original. It's basically my favorite show of all time. Also um, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. Loved that show and it was well it, I don't think it was on before I was born. Jason you might know but no. it was certainly on b- when I was too young to appreciate it.
3: Late 70s you were born in 75 so it came out, it started run it run in the late 70s early 80s I think so I think yeah. you were out there but uh, that would not it wasn't really something you would watch when you were when when it not was first hearing.
1: yeah yeah, but those are my two choices WKRP and, and Twilight Zone.
3: WKRP makes me sad because uh, you can't watch them anymore. You can't even uh, mm, go back and the rewatch music. them because of the music. Yep. They've replaced mm. all the music and it just it makes me angry and frustrated mm. and sad. Television makes me angry, even though I love mm. it so much. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously struggling with this uh, whole work life balance thing and the life balance is obviously uh, lacking in.
0: Time to watch television
2: mm-hmm.
0: i sometimes wish i could just jack in a show like uh like the matrix into the back of my skull oh there's a season that would that be was amazing
4: great. <laughs> yeah you suddenly cool. are just like i have all of the opinions and know all of the things <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
3: make life so easy but <laughs> wkrp i used to watch it and uh i would actually audio tape wkrp so I would actually create an audio tape from the television show, so I could listen to it while I was, you know, out and about, and had wow. my Walkman. So I could I could listen to WKRP. It was awesome. <laughs> Missed that. I don't have those tapes. I wish I had those tapes because then I'd have a, the original music. Maybe your mom has them, like in a shoebox somewhere. They're gone. They're long gone. Oh.
0: Les <laughs> Nessman, Herb Tarlick, <sighs> uh, yeah. Aunt, Johnny Fever, Johnny Fever, Andy. of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like leave it to Beaver a lot. I just love how he's always just so miserable. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, and uh, Wally's just like this perfect kid. And then there was the eighties uh, update to it where they were grown up and Beaver was divorced and Wally had the perfect family. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. And Andy Griffith, I just think is um, a really special show but another one that i just like the vibe of like i was mentioning with um greatest american hero andy griffith
4: i i'm looking at a list of like long longest running uk television programmes because like i honestly don't think until maybe the last 20 years or so i just don't think we had that many long running shows that weren't soap mm. operas i just coronation i
0: can coronation who.
4: street doctor who but it kind of it had a big hiatus from yeah. like
0: yeah. but yeah it still counts
4: yeah, I'll go with Doctor Who then, because it's like yeah. the only one that I probably watch. But it's funny, like I'm looking at the list and it's all sort of documentaries or soaps or like gardeners. Well, World it doesn't have to be
0: long like running, though. <laughs> it can just be ones that premiered before you were born and then you watched, you know?
4: Yeah. But I...
0: not not a lot of those
4: not a, not a whole lot that i really want i mean doctor i'll go with doctor who but i only really know that through the revival so mm. postman mm. pat i, I like postman pat when i was little that was good i don't know if anyone out there was a little kind of plasticine postman who delivered things nope. around the village <laughs> yeah i know it
1: i i remember seeing it like yes. canada you know imports <laughs> a lot of of course we do, yeah so. we have that little
4: little kind of yeah, shared hive mind of some British stuff. So, yeah, Postman Pat, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> for me, he had a very good cat.
3: <laughs> uh, for me, it's Gilligan's Island. I, I've oh, yeah. watched love every episode one. of Gilligan's Island many times over. Uh, yeah, I love that show.
0: Did you watch I the like- specials? Yep.
3: yep. Yeah, with the Harlem yep. Globetrotters and the time they got <laughs> off the island and then went back, but they replaced yeah. Ginger. Yeah. And
0: then there was <laughs> one where I think they made it into a resort or something.
3: <gasps> uh, Ooh,
4: I, no! sorry go ahead (laughs) i have one the old sherlock holmes tv show the adventures of sherlock holmes it ran for like 10 years and i loved that when i was younger and it was um jeremy brett playing sherlock holmes and it was freaking awesome that was that's it sorry i just looked at the list and was like oh no i did like that one so there you go (laughs) gilligan's island oh jenny has good taste mm-hmm. um oh, gilligan's yes. gilligan's island never yeah there's all these I, I knew of these shows through reading like american books so, like the babysitter's club and sweet valley high and they would mention shows like gilligan's island and i'm like what what's that mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't and, have the uh, internet yet
0: <laughs> what do you call it uh brady bunch of course
4: yeah <clears throat>
1: Yeah, yeah, Brady Bunch was all right, and I, I remember Gilligan's Island a little bit. I watched it here and there, like if it if it was on, and I was looking at the TV, I I enjoyed it, but I never really seeked it out for some reason. But
2: mm.
1: fun show. Okay, next here we've got two quick questions from Luke Tos, and he says: First, are hot dogs a sandwich?
4: No. No. No, it's, like a hot their dog. Own thing. it's a hot dog. <laughs> right.
0: I mean, maybe if the bread wasn't connected, no, you'd Jason, have a little no. bit more of an argument. That there. might be
3: a sub. You take a hot dog bun and you put in so, uh, yeah. you you put in turkey. That's a sandwich.
4: Yeah, but you have to turn it on its side, and then it looks weird. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's right on the line for me. It's right um, on the line. It is not right. a sandwich, but it could be considered a sandwich, and I'd be okay with that. Yeah, like it,
0: is- it all has to do with our perception of it, and that counts for a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I think it's not a sandwich, but... Yeah, I agree with I, that. I understand it's it may be close. And the other question, is cheesecake a pie or a cake? Cake. I'm going to
3: go pie.
4: Interesting. Really?
3: I think it's a third category. I think it's
0: cheesecake. Yeah
2: yeah <laughs>
4: interesting pie it's its is a bit of a thing. pie is a bit of a revelation over here north america you do a good kind of sweet pie like that's not so much of a thing in the uk we maybe have like apple pie but that's about yeah. it whereas here bloody hell let's like pie everything pumpkin pie Saskatoon oh, yeah. berry pie cherry pie it's great i mean yeah,
0: raspberry <laughs> strawberry everything yeah technically i feel like it's more of a pie actually because it has the crust and the feeling filling
4: well, it looks most like pumpkin pie. Maybe. Yeah. That kind yeah. of
0: well, cheesecake comes in different form
1: factors too. There are like s- small, flat, skinny ones that I feel mm-hmm. like are definitely closer to pie, but a yeah. big, tall, thick slice does like a kind of feel more like che- a cake. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a baked
0: cheesecake. There, yeah, there's this like- cheesecake place near us that is like half the time you go there they're not open, they're on vacation, and they always uh you have to like make an appointment and sometimes they, they run out and they only sell <laughs> one kind of cheesecake and it's like really airy and fluffy and good, but it feels like, I don't know. It's like, uh, I can't imagine how they can stay in business here in the Bay area, but it, it's so special that I guess they managed to make it work.
4: <laughs> it does it like, honestly, like between us friends here, is it, does it taste like that amazing? Or is it just like a fairly it good It might be cheesecake? a little bit
0: of a mystique around it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's like the soup Nazi kind of feel to it.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know. Yeah. There's nothing special except the scarcity. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. The
4: fact that you have to make an appointment for it does give it a certain kind of elevated status. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: It's crazy. Although I, I have this funny image in my head of... Jenny going. Hey, Jason, did you make a cheesecake appointment for this week? For <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I forgot. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, and he had another one. Those are the two. The sandwich. Oh, and oh, the cake. oh, got it. Okay. Yep. Uh, Alex Vandiver, Vandiver says, "C three P O or R two D two as your COVID quarantine companion."
4: I'm literally living with C-3PO. My partner (laughs) reminds me constantly of C-3PO, so it's fine because apparently I remind him of R2-D2, so I think we're a good match.
2: He's like, you just
4: roll around and grumble at me, and I'm like, yeah, well, you talk stupid, so that's our dynamic right now.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think R2 because 3PO
0: is just kind of annoying, isn't he?
4: Well, 100%. But you don't need R2
0: for anything. That's the thing. Mm, True. We don't need like star field navigation or.
3: Uh, he's got so many gadgets. He's a Swiss yeah. Army knife yeah, yeah. of droids. He can he can fix. I need some fixing. Some stuff. There's got to be a can fixing. opener in there. I was literally just thinking that. It's like, he'd <laughs> yeah. open your beer? <laughs> yeah, open yeah. Up he's this definitely can, more pleasant. Shock this animal. Get rid of the ants. <laughs> Something you know. <laughs> Project right. a
4: movie. Like he can, can do you take a- care of my
0: kids stuff? for a yeah. couple hours. I think yeah. R two yeah, yeah. would
4: probably just like kind of go in a circle around them and just make sure they were fine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't shock
0: them into place a couple and times. He yeah. served,
3: <laughs> and we know he serves drinks. Yes. that's yep.
0: true. Fact. <laughs> way way more useful than if he has deal. like a bubble blower in there. My, my body'll love it. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, C three PO
3: would like he'd be able to you know interface with your. Uh, your dishwasher if you needed
0: to have a specific cycle kind of thing but you know I, yeah, how useful is that it really matters how annoying somebody is so that's why all right so this one comes from shannon
1: nielsen shannon says have any of you watched kingdom on netflix
4: not yet
0: no, I saw a single episode in the middle and it was pretty fantastic, which makes me want to watch it. And Lucy and I have mm. actually talked about talking about it on Walking Deadcast, So maybe we'll binge it yeah. and talk about it. How did you be end be up fun. watching a, an episode in the middle? Because Jenny watched it and liked it. And she's like, have you checked this out? You like zombies? And she was on that episode. So I just kind of sat down and watched it with her. And it was really intense and kind of funny like there was one part where this guy was in a prison cell and he had this wood plank around his neck and on the other side of the plank was around the other prisoner's neck who now was a zombie and just going the whole time so i don't know that was just (laughs) one little part but it was much more um intense than walking dead usually is it was good Mm -hmm. yeah i i've
1: been um told i need to watch it so I might I might uh, check it out at
0: some point, but I, I don't know when I'll get around to it. Yeah. Tracy Kennedy, do you think the Walking Dead characters should have hoarded toilet paper as we have seen in our real-life <laughs> pandemic? Would it have changed their world and made characters like the governor be kinder, gentler people if they had Charmin rather than leaves <laughs> and tree bark? If you were in the ZA, what product could you not live without? My vote is coffee.
4: I wonder oh. what on earth Beta's been using to make him the way he is.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> Tree bark.
3: They probably don't need toilet paper, based on the uh, that uh, that poop pile they had in the a couple episodes ago. Oh, yeah. uh, they, the it would seem like pretty dry and a nice sanitary place. So my assumption is that the in the Walking Dead universe, uh, they don't need toilet paper.
4: maybe they're using uh b-day attachments those are getting quite trendy at the moment so they (laughs) could be you know environmentally friendly um what could we not yeah i think by this point
0: all the charmin would have disintegrated away um i mean if you want to get real i'm guessing they would probably just use their hands and wash their hands off right
2: oh yeah i mean you you,
0: you do what you gotta do right i mean you do what you you gotta
4: do you do what you gotta i'm just wondering like soap i mean i guess they're making soap somehow yeah i suppose it's probably easier to make soap than it is to make toilet paper
1: probably i I, I guess so i mean in the zombie apocalypse there when when suddenly so many people disappeared there would be lots of it just sitting around but i guess eventually you'd run out but you also have paper towels (laughs) Old T-shirts. Yeah. Books. Uh, books. Books. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't want to advocate for tearing up books and wiping your ass with them, well, but again, some the books, Sears maybe.
3: catalogs were used for. That's one of the reasons they were so popular is that they had that uh, light, airy paper that uh, you'd take it into the john and you'd read it while you were in there and then use a couple of pages when you were done. Oh my God. They, the, and people were upset when they stopped shipping the Sears catalog that way because they were using that as uh, as their toilet paper.
2: Oh, and what it was wonderful. It was
3: also in the early 1900s that they finally, finally could advertise toilet paper as splinter-free. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: so knew, we've come a now, long way. Now, splinter-free. And, yeah.
3: yeah, Now, toilet oh paper is God. splinter-free. It's All right. no, long,
0: no longer made out of tree bark. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then what product could you not live without? I mean, you'd have to live without just about everything, but coffee is a big one yeah. for me, too.
2: Yeah, mm. I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm. I'm
3: not sure. I uh, I can think of anything I can't live without. You're right? I have you know, a bunch of things I don't want to live without, and coffee's definitely on that list.
1: The, mm. Yeah,
0: there's probably nothing. I mean, as long as you had food and shelter.
1: Yeah, that's the I, main thing. Mm. I think when you're, you know, in all seriousness, in a situation like that, everything else goes out the window except absolutely what you need to survive. Mm-hmm. And it's food, it's shelter, it's water.
4: I think I would find life quite hard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sure I forgot about I, love. Sorry. <laughs>
4: I would find life quite hard without my glasses because I would not be able right. to see. Me too. I don't I know that. Me too. Yeah. I was just like, uh, I feel like that would be the one thing. Like that classic Ray Bradbury, where the guy breaks his glasses just as he realizes he's in the library where he can read everything. Yeah. And yeah, that um, That's a that would Zone. stress me out. It, That's right, pretty, Twilight Zone. Yeah. yeah. This was just it.
3: telling me about that the other day. That very episode, <laughs> yeah, oh,
1: because neither. I started watching it with the girls too, and I told one of them, "I think you're going to like this episode because the guy in it is sort of he's sort of quirky and a little bit funny." And I thought, you know, you guys will like this character. And then we get to the end, and he he realizes that he has everything he ever wants. You know, all he ever wanted was the time to read, and he's in this library, and then he breaks his glasses, and it made one of my kids so sad; she cried. <laughs>
0: oh he oh. so yeah. can go find oh. some more glasses don't worry oh. i hope so
2: yeah
4: <laughs> yeah that would be my my couldn't i mean i'd have to at some point but yeah i feel bad for people who wear contacts that must be worse yeah. in mm. some ways uh yeah that would be my one thing
0: i think i've see i have uh 38 more do you think we can get through <laughs> just kidding oh, definitely <laughs> i do have 38 more but um maybe we kind of mentioned we should just do a couple more since we're about at the two hour break. I mean, Mark sounds good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I have, I don't know exactly how many, but still lots more. (laughs) Uh, but let's see if I'm going to choose one here. How about, um, Simon Wooster wants to know what's the best place you've ever visited.
2: Ooh.
0: (laughs) I mean, one of the highlights for me was, and this is another, sort of example of kind of tossing a pebble out into the pond and then something happens because of it, where I had mentioned when I started this podcast that I, one of the goals pie in the sky goals was to be a zombie on the walking dead. And so because of me mentioning that, um, one of the listeners had an in for me and I got to go do it. So just showing up at the studio in Georgia and seeing this warehouse full of people in various stages of zombie makeup lined up being spray painted and stuff. And then got, getting to actually go do do it. That was pretty freaking awesome.
1: That is so cool, man. I, <laughs> I wish I could do that. That would, that would be something amazing too, to go and be a zombie on the show, even just for like a fraction of a shot, you know, just be there in the scene. Um, yeah. But uh, I
0: kept volunteering every time they'd ask for a volunteer to get shot or killed. Yeah. I'd raise my hand. And so in that episode, if you look, if you know where to look, you'll see me in a few different spots.
1: Well, I I know you're in the one scene, like right there at a fence, like reaching across at Andrew Lincoln, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. And the crazy thing about that is I show up and there's all these like a hundred extras and a lot of them had been around for several episodes because they live there and they keep, you know, volunteering and stuff. And I just show up as this tourist and I ended up in that shot where I'm reaching out to Andrew Lincoln, and then it was the final episode of the season, so they had it up on AMC's website for months. And they, it was like three or four of us reaching out, but they put the like lettering over their head, so you could just see me. <laughs> nice, so it was that's kind awesome. Of, kind of fun to look up there for a few months and see me and Rick. <laughs> that's super cool. That's
3: so cool.
1: Um, favorite place I've been. I I've I've traveled um quite a bit i mean i haven't there's lots of parts of the world i've never been to but i've been all over north america i've been to a good chunk of europe um you know a little bit sort of down south i've been to costa rica and so on um so i have a lot of uh different places i really have enjoyed going but i gotta say hawaii was pretty freaking amazing yeah yeah um i used to you know, I used to tell people, you know, California is one of my favorite places. It's my favorite state because the weather's so nice and I have a lot of good friends there and I enjoy, the, uh, all, enjoy all the time I've spent in California. And then I went to Hawaii and was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I love it here. <laughs>
3: California sucks. California
1: sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. Um so that's that's a big one. But you know, I've visited every province in Canada. I've been to like all the main cities. Have I you? Have, yeah.
4: Every single province. That's Every amazing. single one.
1: I've I was just talking to my wife Christina the other day and saying, you know, I've been to every province and I feel like I've been to every uh big city in Canada except Saskatoon.
2: <laughs> so um
1: I'll have to <laughs> Well,
4: when this is all over, you'll have to I'll come have visit. I'll have to come visit and check it out. That's right.
1: <laughs> Um, So anyways, Hawaii is a good choice, but God, I I love so many places in Europe too. I've spent a lot of time in Prague because uh, my wife has family there and I absolutely love it. So it's hard Mm. to pick a favorite, but for the weather and just the experience I had there, Hawaii was pretty nice.
4: Uh, Oh, I can't, I think... Iceland was amazing. I was only there very briefly, but it was a really cool, cool place to be. Um, To be honest, there are some islands in Scotland that are so beautiful and so peaceful, and I have such nice memories of being there. Um, In particular, the Isle of Skye uh, in the northwest of Scotland is somewhere that I really, really love and always like to go back to. So for me, it would be either of those two, I think but there is it's it's so hard to pick like there are good memories of so many different places and so many places i still want to see um that it's hard to hard to say
3: <laughs> yeah it's tough i i the problem is i don't like going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> generally speaking i so there's places i've i've enjoyed <laughs> being having been to like i really mm. enjoyed uh you know traveling in the east going to Spending time in Singapore uh, mm. and the Batu Caves in Malaysia, I thought were amazing. Um, you know, having th- thought about it after I had left. But when yeah. I was there, I don't think I enjoyed being there. I enjoy having been there. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: It's really kind of a weird distinction, but uh, <laughs> I I am racking my brain trying to think of a pl- time and a place that I've been someplace that I was in awe of actually being there and amazed and happy that I was actually there. And I can't think of one. You're, oh. you're not a traveler. I mean,
1: I know that about you. I you're am just...
3: definitely not a traveler. I do not like to travel. Yeah. Uh, I do not like the thought of having to go places. I do not like having uh, being places, but I like having been to places. <laughs> I enjoyed being in New York for my honeymoon. That was fantastic. Uh, When we were actually there, I was mostly just kind of stressed out about not knowing where I was, what was going on, uh, where to get dinner, that kind of stuff. But uh, Mm -hmm. in retrospect, it was great.
0: That's how I feel about writing. Like I I thought I wanted to be a, a fiction writer. And so in college, I wrote a bunch of short stories, but I realized I hate doing this. I love when I'm done and I have a story there in front of me that I wrote, but the actual writing I didn't like. Interesting.
4: Yes. (laughs) I understand. Yeah, that makes sense to me.
1: (laughs) See, I love that about traveling, Jason. Like, I actually enjoy going the the process of getting somewhere. I mean, I wouldn't want to be on a plane these days, but, you know, I I actually kind of like going to airports and flying places and then being in somewhere that is new. Like, I I love just walking around a, a different city and. Or, or, or having a plan and and checking out, you know, local stuff and things like that. So yeah. I totally get off on that kind of thing. Really, really enjoy it.
0: I went to India for a couple of weeks and I had two friends who are Indian that knew Hindi and it was just beautiful and so di- the most different from anything I'd ever experienced. And, uh, if you're talking places, just being in a different place you know that the zombie thing was more about the experience but for the places that was incredible
2: Mm.
0: yeah okay one more sure let's do it okay lucy you're gonna have to tell me if this is a good question or not jennifer mcginley says do you think scotland should be allowed their independence (laughs) (laughs)
4: oh well you know uh i i think there's good arguments for it i have to say um big ones brexit it's a t- it's a a provocative question in certain parts of scotland um but i think after the brexit vote it became a bit more of a live question because a lot of people mm-hmm. voted to stay in the uk more because did, they right? wanted to stay or i mean yeah
0: more decided to stay as part of the yes European so
4: Union. Yeah, people wanted to stay in the UK so that they could stay in the EU Uh and we were all told if you leave the UK, you'll leave the EU and everyone will, you know, everything will be awful and so a lot of people were like, okay, well, we'll stay in the UK then and then two years later they said, surprise, (laughs) we're leaving the EU, Um, which pissed a lot of people off and a lot of people in my age bracket, I think, particularly had thought about it and decided on it based on the eu so i don't know i don't know if it'll ever happen i hope that it will um and i think brexit's the biggest deciding factor in it at the moment but right now i think everything's just been put to the side because of what's happening in the world so yeah it's interesting there's a it's interesting living in a a country very far away and not having to think about it that much but Mm -hmm. it's something i would support um there is also a prairie independence party, which I find quite funny. I'm like, oh, from one nationalist <laughs> <laughs> crusade to another. Yeah. The prairies want to be independent, despite the fact that we are landlocked and very much in the middle of the country. So yeah, we'll see uh, Californians
0: have out. considered it too. <laughs> At
4: least you're, but you're on the edge. Like, you, yeah, could, yeah, you know, for us, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> what are we going to do?
1: Listen, Jason, somehow figure out a way to make California separate from the United States and join Canada. Uh, the entire country would like move down there, but, um,
0: uh, well, (laughs) we can all just put on our VR headsets and just go to where, whatever country we make up. Oh, there, that's good
1: too. You know, um, but you know, the California, the GDP of California, I think is bigger than the entire entirety of Canada. So, uh, that it would you would me. I think yeah. double more than double our our economic influence. <laughs> I mm. think it's the fifth
0: <laughs> biggest economy in the world. Something crazy like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
4: yeah. Is that just the Silicon Valley influence, or is it?
0: That's a lot of it, it but a lot of it. Yeah, probably Hollywood too. Yeah. Oh, really industry hell, for of sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you have? Does California have more people than Canada?
0: I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't really know. How? What's the population? This population uh, i don't know
1: okay no. yeah i wouldn't be surprised either to the california. internet
0: yeah
4: population of california is dun, dun, dun. wait wait
0: let me guess Holy i would guess moly. it's five like six five million
4: what jesus no. christ you to this it's 39 and a half million people yeah. in california so you've
0: got 39 that's what i meant Right, you've
1: got just more than all of Canada. We, Literally more Canada. just yeah. more, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: if you're ever bored, an excellent uh, website is called MapFight. And if you go to Fight, it will compare the size of any two areas so you can figure out what states fit into what states and like how many times a country will fit into Canada and stuff like that. Ooh. It's very interesting, especially if you're absolutely crap at geography, which I am. So I've learned a lot from using Mapvite. That's
2: fun. That's this episode
4: fun. <laughs> brought to you by Mapvite.com. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, back to the original question, sort of. Um, I, mm. I sort of thought that Boris Johnson was actually going to die of COVID-19 there when he was in the hospital.
4: Yeah, and I that would have been I, I, I was, weird. I started
1: thinking, like, this is the guy who, who you know, rammed or, you know, made Brexit happen, and then he immediately is going to die and has to not have, uh, never see any of the repercussions of it or mm. have to live with, you know, that new world yeah. that he's created there. Uh, I'm not saying he created it. Like, it wasn't entirely just him, but he's the one who got it done, right? So, pushed it through. He was a big... he
4: was a big part of it you know he was part of the driving force behind it and i think the weird thing with brexit is it kind of happened and then this has happened so a lot of the attention from what damage brexit has done is kind of lost in this bigger sort of pandemic question of like what's happening you know there's shortages anyway is this to do with europe is this not to do with europe so it's yeah it's been a bit of a a wild ride since the end of January so I'm intrigued to see how it, it ends up. It is, it is. I cannot stress to you enough how weird it is not being surrounded by it all the time. Like before we left it was just Brexit coming out your eyeballs, that's all the, it was in the news yeah. so being somewhere completely different and having a completely different news cycle is weird. Like we get a lot more Trump than we used to because we're on the same kind of time zone and we now share a border with America but we get a lot less Brexit. Like we have to actually seek out information about it, which is good in some ways and bad in others. So
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I mean, I don't know because you know, Lucy, you're the, the one only Scottish on person, podcast, you know? but <laughs> I would think if more Scottish people want to be independent then it should be, you know?
2: Yeah. 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 Why
4: not? You know,
0: yeah. it's like we Taiwan. Invented I mean, that's where Jenny's anyway. from. Like, She's from Taiwan yeah. and, China thinks that Taiwan is part of China, but Taiwan does not think so
2: yeah,
1: and it's way back it's, we had our own problems with Quebec too we had a we had a referendum yeah. here about Quebec separating from Canada, and it's never happened, yeah. but that vote was very, very close and mm-hmm. um you know, there are Quebec politicians to this day that that continue to sort of have that as a part of a platform, although it's not really considered as a viable thing as much anymore but we went through it you know and we managed not to separate but
2: mm. yeah. and the
4: impression i i get and obviously we're pretty far away from quebec is um quebec's quite different to the rest of canada like it oh, it yeah. does feel like its own distinct thing like the way people talk about it and the people i know who are from there it's like linguistically and and culturally it seems quite different in a way that i think scotland maybe isn't as different from England i don't know mm-hmm. i'm not i'm no expert in either of these things um but it was it's interesting to me to be somewhere where there are different questions about independence and relationships with other countries. And honestly, so many freaking Scottish people in Canada, like being Scottish here, it's like, oh, my great-grandfather came over from town two minutes away from where you grew up. And, you know, I met someone through work who I'm now friends with. And it's like, oh, your sister was married to this guy who I know from when I was younger. And, oh, your mother is also a cousin of this person I went to. And I'm like, how is this... We're literally in the middle of the prairies. How is this possible? So I've just come to the conclusion that Scottish people get everywhere. Like we just go everywhere. Like I don't know why.
0: Let me throw one more out there. Emil uh, Viking asked, can you rank Walking Dead seasons worst to best or just pick your top three? But instead of that, why don't we just pick like our favorite and our least favorite? Good idea. Okay. Favorite. end on a Walking Dead thing.
1: That's a good call. Good call. Um, somebody else go first.
4: <laughs> um, I... Oh, oh, ah. Yeah. It's so easy to say nine because it's more recent, but I don't know if overall it actually is, or it just like nine because it was such a return to form. Yeah.
0: I mean, Maybe, you know, when I think yeah. about season one, which feels like the best season, I remember... The Vato's episode was just okay. And the whole CDC with that self-destructed and had its own I like it AI so I thought was really dumb. And, yeah. and that's one third of the season right there. So the pilot was amazing, but, um, I think I might like this season. I mean, Rick is also my favorite character, so
4: it feels so it, weird it to be, say, doesn't it? it Maybe like. four
0: or five. One of those in there, you know, the whole thing with, uh, Terminus was pretty awesome. So I might, I might have to say, I don't remember what season that was for, right. And into five I, four season four might be my favorite, but without going back and refreshing myself on everything, I, I might have to say nine.
2: Yeah. I think I
4: would go for four.
0: So four ended with them in the, in the
1: train car, train car. where Rick yes. says you're screwing with the wrong people. Um, that was certainly really good. Um, I agree, though, like nine was so amazing. But again, it's hard to say that you're not tainted by the fact that it was just so much better than seven and eight.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs>
1: I, we, we can probably all agree that somewhere in seven and eight, the show was sort of at its lowest,
3: point. lowest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
4: think seven. Yeah, I think a seven, lot of a lot yeah. of
3: viewers jumped ship around yes. there. So you can really yeah. tell. Yeah.
4: You know, I say seven and now I'm looking, I'm just looking at the summaries on Wikipedia um, after having talked about how well we all know this show. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> um, season eight was actually a bit of a slog, wasn't it? Yeah. Because that was just the war dragging on and I think and that on. might have been and the worst. Carl eight. died. Yeah, I think maybe eight was, was worse because there was still some fresh stuff. Like season seven had the horrible opener because it was the the lineup. But then we met Ezekiel and we kind of got to hang out at the kingdom for a bit and, that yeah, season cool. eight was just dragged out, and then it, Carl died, and it yeah, just got yeah. depressing. And
1: and even though I never really was on board with Negan so much, at least at the beginning of season seven, he was he was still new, new. new. Yeah. Um. Although I I I like watching him more now than I ever did during those two years. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, four or five were were great. Um. But one. You're right, Jason. It's funny because there's some, some some such amazing stuff in season one and then a little bit of average stuff. And there was only six episodes, so it's yeah. hard to say that it was all really good. But what I what I realized when you think about this sort of thing is that my favorite episodes or my favorite moments on the show aren't necessarily from my favorite season, right? Season yeah. four and five were good but I still go back to like Sophia coming out of the barn as one of my mm-hmm. favorite moments. I go back to the pilot as one of my favorite episodes of all time. Yeah. So well, sort that's of funny.
3: That actually, my opinion is a bit of a dissent here in that, uh, it is season two that I have the, uh, the richest memories from, uh, for, you know, mm. Sophia coming out of the barn and the end there, uh, Jason, when you were a zombie. <laughs> oh yeah.
4: That moment. Iconic, yeah, iconic yeah. moment. <laughs>
3: So season two is up there for me and season one is, is definitely up there for me, especially the pilot. Um, yeah, that, that when, when Negan was first introduced, that whole war with the, uh, was such a slog and it was such, Ugh. it seemed like, uh, such a bleak, uh, season in a couple of seasons actually that, uh, I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as I am enjoying it now. And I have enjoyed it in the past.
0: Yeah, that just, if it, it, I thought it was a bold and good idea to have them under this asshole's thumb, but not for two years. That's the problem. It was just too long mm-hmm. to, to feel that discomfort of our heroes being, you know, getting the shit end of the stick all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's been great moments throughout. I mean, even in seven and eight, I'm sure we could come up with some really great moments. You know, if we went back and looked, it's just... Cause season two is also one of my least favorite. It just took him forever to find Sophia. And there was a lot of soap opera stuff with Shane and stuff.
3: Yeah. So. But, but I, I mean, mean that, that, that's true, but that was also, you were, um, you were spending your attention in of, you know, you were uh, investing in a big payoff. And I think that they, yeah. they did pay
0: off. They I did mean, deliver. I remember us right. complaining that they would only have like two or three zombies in an episode. And there was that one where they lowered Glenn down into the well. Which was super <laughs> <Sorry>. dumb. Right. <laughs> bag zombie. That's what we yeah. called them. Oh, that was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was nice and gross. All right. Well, um, I want to, I forgot at the top, but I just want to thank everybody who sent in topics and questions I mean, we got a lot more than I thought we would. So that was great. Thank you guys so much for Mm, doing that. And I want to thank Rima for collating these for us because we wanted to not see them ahead of time. So she organized it and everything. So thank you to Rima. Oh, Rima,
4: you legend. Big thanks to Rima.
0: And thanks to you guys for being up for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Oh, it was
4: great. It was so fun. (laughs) I'm really hungry. I want a cheesecake and a hot dog. (laughs) We've spoken about them. So I don't know where I get those in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) at half past nine in the prairies, but I'll figure it (laughs) out.